Denny O'Neill once said famously that the editors, writers, and artists of superheroes, and specifically he was talking about Superman and Batman, are not writers and artists and editors, but they are the custodians of folklore. Well, with all due respect to the great Denny O'Neill, who passed away just last year, we are the true custodians of folklore. I am Kevin. And I'm Rachel. And this is Shelf Life. <laughs> Did you like that one? Oh, uh, yeah, it's, that was good. That, yeah. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first season very of a brand. The, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We are the only source of truth. This is a first season of a brand new podcast, bringing you a look at everything under the pop culture sun, be that movies, TVs, comics, games, sports, professional sports entertainment, uh, books, and anything else that we can possibly think of. And the objective of our little show is to find out what belongs on your shelf, what truly has shelf life. And today, we are bringing you something special because we are going on to a new journey. We are going into a new realm, one that may not have been done quite in this format before, although I, I will shout out a potential YouTube show that does something similar to what we do. But, Rachel, what is on the docket today to be on the shelf? Oh, a classic, a classic in, in, uh, in any sense. Um, a lovely comic book titled... Wolverine, Old Man Logan. Yes. We are diving into the world of comics, and we should explain ourselves a little bit. So this is Wolverine, Old Man Logan, written by Mark Millar, drawn by Steve McNiven. It is a Marvel comic that came out in 2008. A couple of things. Why, why we're choosing Old Man Logan to start off with on our comic book adventure how we're going to do these comic books. And I've thought about this, Rachel, so, so twofold. So first of all, why Old Man Logan? Well, we want to introduce the comics, and we need to introduce it to, to not only all of you lifers out there that know and love comic books, but also those that have no idea what the hell the continuity is of the comic book world. And these things have been around for nearly 100 years at this point. I mean, Captain America just Ooh. celebrated his 80th, anniversary batman and superman are old, are even older That's wonder true. woman i think is just as old wow yeah uh, captain maybe older you don't realize um, that unless you like really think about it or look into it it's just like oh wow that is actually a lot older than than you think yeah and because of that there is a dearth of continuity not all of it matters no um but there's so much that I know that the, the, the one thing that I think a lot of people think of when they think of comic books is there, we don't, I don't know where to start. Where would I start? How yeah, do I read it? Absolutely. And something like Old Man Logan allows you to not have to know any of that backstory. Rachel, why don't you tell the folks at home why that is? Give, give a little bit of a, the plot synopsis of what's going on in old man logan okay uh so the the idea is that we are following a man named logan uh this is actually <laughs> logan. 
it's it's uh it's a it's a story arc of of Logan fifty years after a um an event occurred that brought down the superheroes. And, and and this whole idea is that it, Logan goes on a sort of he he takes a quest. yeah he a kind, it's trip. kind of like he goes on a quest but it's 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 a road trip across uh, the new United States that leads him to a new phase to find himself yeah it's kind of like he's refinding himself he's being reborn yes in a way uh, Wolverine might be anyway um, well. Yes, because it, this is Logan, is, mind you. It's That's an, why it's an alternate, Logan. Yes, yes, it's Logan. It's an alternate universe, an alternate future, really. It's an alternate future story. Aren't they all? Um, <laughs> well, this one is specifically a, a alternate future of, of what the Marvel Universe would be. And it, it's Mad Max meets Unforgiven, if... If anyone, you know, if, if the listeners are familiar with Mad Max or Unforgiven, it's a post-apocalyptic world, like Rachel said, and it's about a man that, for those that are unfamiliar with Wolverine or or Logan, um, as as he goes by, he is a man that was one of the best there. He was the best there is at what he does, and and what he did was not very nice. Right. Uh, he was he was a uh, he was a killer. On the side of good, but he was he he would kill to get to to do to save the world. Yeah, they they would they um, called him an animal. He was yeah, more animalistic in, than human. Yes, and in this environment, he has sworn off violence, very similar to Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. So the reasoning for for picking a story that is set in an alternate universe is is simple. It's uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with comic books. Setting it in something like this makes it easier for us to bring you into this world and to allow you to uh, get a little bit of a handle of these characters, get a little bit of an understanding of something that something that 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 can be done with these characters. I, Rachel, I won't speak for you, but I am a sucker for alternate future, alternate universe stories. No, I like um, those too. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'll read them all the time, no matter like this summer. They can be hit or miss for sure, but like I always get sucked into reading it. It's because I Marvel think it's because universe, when when they're alternate universes, you kind of have a lot more freedom to play. There's more creativity. Yeah. Yes, it's like and, the Treehouse of Horrors with The Simpsons. Like you get you get to play with them a little bit. more. Right, exactly. In the Marvel universe, these are called what ifs. Sometimes, like there's what if comics and. They're not always called what ifs. Like, they they just they can happen in alternate worlds. We'll talk about those, and some of those arcs are better than others. We're familiar with some of those arcs more than others, but that's why we're here. And obviously, listeners, let us know if there are particular story arcs that we should cover on the show because we definitely will. The bad or the good, obviously, because the I would. I, or, yes, I mean, heck, heck, why not read or read and look at the the bad and kind of and critique it and see what's wrong with it and see why that story just <laughs> did not work <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and there's some that we might think are better than old man logan isn't necessarily the most unique only because 
the idea of an alternate universe with taking a superhero has been done before Mm -hmm. at the very lowest of the low with a book called spider-man rain which is garbage (laughs) but it might it's so it's so much garbage that it might be self-parody like it might be a parody of these types of books like it's that dumb Mm -hmm. but but it's like an old spider we'll get we'll do it one day because it's it's really bad um (laughs) worth it but it it goes to the the absolute yeah there you go and then the absolute opposite end of that is a comic book from the the 80s called the dark knight returns which is considered one of the greatest comic books ever written on the on the dc side and it's about an old an aging Batman and an aging DC universe. Interesting how that tends to be like one of the best because we have yeah. old man Logan and pretty much old man Batman then. It's because you're letting them age. Like let's let's talk about let's talk about, you know, see if we get we can get the first book on the shelf or not and uh talk about old man Logan. So like we said at the start of the show, old man Logan from 2008 written by Mark Millar and Steve McNiven. Mark Millar, uh, kind of a prolific writer, he writes a lot of his own stuff now, um, but I can give you, if I throw out some stuff that he has written or has been adapted into movies or TV shows, Kick-Ass, Marvel's Civil War, Old Man Logan, <laughs> Wanted, Jupiter's Legacy just came out as of this recording, so he has written a lot of stuff. Uh, Kingsman, I think mm. he did Kingsman. I'm not a big fan of Mark Millar's Uh-oh. Uh-oh. for the most part. <laughs> uh, he's, I'm not the biggest fan. I think a lot of times his stuff is adapted much better than the source material. Okay. Um, Kick-ass. I'm looking in your direction. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Add to the list. The <laughs> Both of them. The thing... And I mean, Rachel, you can give me your opinion. The things I know you've read from him are are this and Civil War. It's he tries to be edgy in like a teenager way. Sometimes we'll get into we'll get into it in this book how he does that. But like, there's some stuff where it's like, all right, that that didn't like that. That's not really true to the characters. You're just doing that because you wanted like an adult situation. Yeah, I can see what you mean by that. It's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to just, like, really push him down and really make him dark. But is that really what the character and personality would have done if these things, this circumstance would have come around? I see what you're saying. And and, and he wrote the the Ultimates uh, to the, the, the Ultimate Universe, which is an alternate Marvel Universe version of the Avengers. Okay. And that's, like... Well, I mean, add it to the list, but like <laughs> it takes the ideas of there's like there's more wife beating than is probably necessary to get the point across. Like it's just these like things where it's like okay, we get it. Like it's mature, but like you're you're almost making it. You're not doing it with purpose. You're just doing do- that stuff, and in- you're doing it for the uh, the shock factor more yes. so than the story. Yeah, because doing any of that stuff is absolutely fine if it serves the purpose of the story, but sometimes I feel like he does it because he thinks it's funny or edgy, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't serve the purpose of the story. So anyway, you know, rant aside about Mark Millar, uh, he is the writer of this, and I do think he is a good writer. I do think he's a very, very good comic book writer. Superman Red Sun is another one that that he did, and, and, and he does very good at taking these characters and, like, twisting them Mm -hmm. like 
a bit and and right so i i definitely won't say like say that it's just that a lot of his stuff you look at and you like read them and or you read summaries of them like i'll be honest i have not read everything by mark Millar, <laughs> and and it just does come across a little bit like i don't know if that was necessary um but... <laughs> on the other side of that this comic is drawn by steve mcniven mm-hmm. who also he he's partnered with mark Millar on civil war he did some some amazing spider-man oh well brand new day for amazing spider-man but like (laughs) see like some different new avengers stuff dark rain things like that and i i will say this i am a huge fan of steve mcniven's drawing style no i um yes i agree i think it looks really fantastic but i liked where you were going with this rachel so if you had to describe kind of the style of the book and 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 the artwork like how would you describe it well, like, as I was saying, so it's it's definitely has that dark feel. And, and when we go kind of into the flashback moments, there's, like, a huge, heavy, like, shadow of darkness that's put onto it. But, like, some of the colors really shine through to get you, like, in that moment, in that feeling. Present timeline with Logan. It's kind of like, uh, he's kind of bright background. Like, it's kind of, like, in the back there. But then everything about him is very, like shaded and muted and kind of washed out it has meaning to it like the way that those colors are brought in and the lighting and the shading um is very contrast so it it does bring out the different areas even more i don't know if that described it well for you but (laughs) no i think that's good but like we're like we start off in a desert so like that's why when i say like oh the muted tones and like there's not much color but when the colors do pop up it's kind of like oh you're drawn to it and it's the whole whole point exactly there's a lot of blood in this yes and the blood is um, very some in some points vibrant yes well and and we should be clear when we say this for for people that aren't familiar with Old Man Logan or with the Marvel Universe in particular, not every book is like this. No, this is no, no. This one's far got some... more violence than it's... most Marvel books get. It's heavy. This one's a bit heavy in some points, uh, but it is very fun. And and I and I want to make sure that because we're talking about the ink and the coloring, and those those people never get all, as a lot of credit, and they and they should because Steve McNiven definitely drew this, and you can tell by the way that it's drawn. But yeah, absolutely. Um, the inkers on this: Dexter Vines, Mark Morales, Jay Leistein, um, the colors: Mari Hollowin, Christina Strain. Oh, there's like seven of them: Justin Ponzer, Jason Keith, Nathan Fairbairn, Paul Mounts. They have to do a lot of jobs, too, of inking this, coloring this, making sure that it looks the way that Steve McNiven says it and, and Mark Millar says, like, how they want it to look. But colors and inkers usually don't get a lot of credit. It usually goes to the pencilist. And the, Which is interesting. Which is weird, considering a comic is, like, very much so an art piece. Very much so I, a drawing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, how the how the business works enough to know like oh are are all inkers and artists do they just work on random stuff and they don't necessarily have like a style and they're just going by what the artist drew no i think Um, they definitely have a style they they i think they have to i don't know folks at home let us know i don't know the answer to that (laughs) i just i I don't know i just don't know i mean i would imagine they choose they choose an artist and, and and everything and like the inkers and all of that based on the fact that they have similar styles right 
I mean, I would. I haven't really thought about it. Maybe I've when been, they're when it's not cohesive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when we don't like the art, though, that's the problem. They didn't pick um, the right people work to work together. Yeah, I don't know. So one more thing before we get into the book, I want to talk a little bit because I, I realize that we I, we have some listeners. Hopefully, that we have a wide enough listener base <laughs> that don't necessarily know a lot about Wolverine. And he is the star of this book, mm-hmm. so I I, I want to be able to give you just a, a, a just a just a hint, just a just a just a minute a minute with with Wolverine. Oh, am I am I, am I timing this? <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because uh, if this if the episode is three hours, folks, uh, that's hey, the pandemic might be over. You may have to be doing a commute at this point when that this episode dropped. So enjoy it. Anyway, so just to give you an idea. And, and as Rachel kind of, or we, we've, we've, we've kind of already said, like he's, he is a mutant, which in the Marvel universe, uh, he was born with powers. Mutants in the Marvel universe are used for any, any sort of thing that can be kind of called as, uh, that are, uh, I was going to say prejudiced against, is that the way to say it? I don't know, but, but they've been used as allegories for minorities for gay people for nerds for basically anyone that gets oppressed right because the way that it works is because mutants are born with superpowers the public is afraid of them yeah as opposed to your superheroes like i mean people are afraid of spider-man too for different reasons but like as opposed (laughs) to your your superheroes that gain their powers through science or Fan, you know mysticism or, or whatever. money <laughs> yeah yes so because they're born that way they're they're kind of feared it's always been kind of a tipping point in the marvel universe because it's always like well how come the avengers and fantastic four are okay but people hate the x-men and in more modern comic books it's um, it, they they put them on a little more even keel where there is well, more of like a public at large is kind of like no they're all kind of like the same yeah well because i mean if you think about the ones you were talking about are either created by science and like the military or something um that we kind of look at in a different way right versus okay you were genetically born with this you probably don't know how to even like do anything that you have right like can you control yeah, they're the it? most dangerous like we gave you this power it. so you should be yeah. able to like learn and control it yeah. but you were born with this i don't know like and a lot of the times with the mutants they get stronger as they get older so right. like now it's it's getting more powerful and some of them are kind of scary are kind of um uncontrollable and that's that i think is what really brings fear to people with the mutants so when it comes to wolverine he goes by logan i won't go away his entire backstory because there's another comic book for that especially mm-hmm. if you're just joining us to to listen and you don't intend to read any comics um <laughs> Uh, but I think a lot of people know him because of Hugh Jackman. So Hugh Jackman plays him in the X-Men movies for 17 years, 18 wow. years. Has it been that long? 10 movies or something like that. And uh, he's probably the most famous X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, the X-Men are a group of mutants, a mutant superhero team that fights for human and mutant equality and peace. They want the conduit when... Stanley and Jack Kirby made Charles Xavier is that Charles Xavier is was kind of like a Martin Luther King type that that like we he wanted everyone to live in harmony. Mm-hmm. No no Charles Xavier in this book though. 
But in the adapted version of this book, Charles Xavier's all over it. Right. Um, the the Old Man Logan movie, <laughs> yes, which will be on the list of, I, I'm sure Rachel already had it on there. Oh, it's, so we don't it's, have to add it. It's on there. Um, does take the a bit of bits of the premise of this, mm-hmm. but but the I, Wolverine was not created by Stanley or or Jack Kirby. Um, he was created by Roy Thomas, Len Wein, and, and John Romita. He was created in the 70s. The first thing he was supposed to do was be a foil to the Incredible Hulk, which is key to this book. Rachel, any idea why that. he would be... Any, any idea why he would be the... the they, they create... The idea is they, they hire Logan, they hire Wolverine to stop the Hulk. Why would they do that? Well, because of the power that he actually possesses. And, um, Which is? He has a healing factor. He can heal. So yeah, if he... anything happens to him, he heals that, that piece of his body. Can't be stopped. Right. And and the so Hulk is, a, the is Hulk. a big guy. So if anybody knows who the Hulk is. Big um, dude. Big Hulk. Big guy. Uh, I mean, big I, green I feel dude. like anybody that can understand <laughs> us talking knows who the Hulk is. I would I would think so. <laughs> But Hulk's a household name. <laughs> Hulk's fucking royalty. If the Hulk walked into your house, you would set a set a seat at the table for the Hulk. Oh, Him boy. and the Pope. I think they're equal. Get out the fine shot. <laughs> hey, get out the china. The Hulk's here. <laughs> Hulk, how are you doing? What would you like for dinner? I can't. I don't know if I can do a Hulk, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> Wait, are you doing a Hulk or so he's already in yeah. Hulk form? Okay. Hulk wants steak. <laughs> that was that's beautiful. And that was the Hulk coming to dinner. Thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the initial idea behind Wolverine, but he gets a more interesting backstory as the years go on. Mm-hmm. He basically doesn't remember his past. He also has a extra little bit of a power, and that is that not only is he have a healing factor, he has some extra senses. He also has these these claws that come out of his hands. He yes. can extract them from his hands. It's part of three on each adamantium hand. skeleton. Mm-hmm. Adamantium, a fake element. <laughs> uh, as far as we know, adamantium, of course. If you think about the Greek root word of that, um, it's indestructible metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his, so not only can he reheal, but he has claws that are indestructible that that pop out of his hands. And, and when you when you say yes, ex- exactly. When you say claws, it's actually like he's bringing the bones from his hand, like inside of him, outside of his body, to that are like yeah, swords, pretty much. Yeah, like knives. That's also key for this book. So I'm not just bringing that up because I think no one on the, no one that's listening doesn't know who Wolverine is. But for those that that aren't, well, some as people familiar, might not. Those two facts very key to this. So yeah, he doesn't know his past. He joins the X Men. He becomes a hero. He has a million adventures, and then one day, all the heroes die, and fifty years later, we get to Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. After the break. A word from our fake sponsor, and we will get in to Old Man Logan. Hello, mighty Marvelites. It's your pal, Stan the Man Lee, coming to you through a poorly done impression by your podcast host, 
from beyond the grave. Stan, Stan, stop it. Oh, why, it's my best friend, Jack Kirby. We work together here in heaven. Yeah, yeah, best best friend. Uh, hello, everyone. Same bad impressionist uh, of Jack Kirby over here. I'm here today to talk to you about an exciting opportunity to take the whole family to an all-new attraction in New Babylon. Stan, Stan, it's not real. You notice, you notice, right? It's a, it's a, it's a fake sponsor. It's a, it's a gimmick. It's a, it's a, it's just part of a different uh, universe imagination stuff that uh, you know was written, written for the comics. Jack, I told you, I told you you could do this with me if you, if you just, if you just were able to say your name and you could just, you could just be a part of this. So you know, just okay, okay. Are you tired of Hammer Falls and its overpriced Mjolnir replicas and threats of murder by its oppressive overlord? Well, a new museum in New Babylon, with exhibits featuring the president and his benevolence, is here, and it's brought to you proudly by Stan Lee. Stan, the, the Babylon, it's it's fake. It's a fake sponsor, Stan. It isn't real. It's supposed to be funny. It's like a, it's like a take on uh, all of these, you know, these weird sponsors that podcasts get all the time. It, is, it isn't supposed to be something that, that you actually have to plug. I know that you have to sell everything, but, you know, this one isn't even yours. It's... It, it, it's like it's like all the times that you, you go out there and you say no you know all of these different things they, they weren't just yours I know they weren't I know they no no hold on hold on you told Ditko he didn't make Spider-Man I I now Jack Jack you stop right there I gave you I gave you plenty of credit and uh, the whole world knows that Jack Kirby made the Avengers with me in the Fantastic Four the Silver Surfer would have been nothing but a gray naked man if I didn't come and tell you to make him into a cosmic hero. Well, he's got me on that one. I can't even actually dispute that. I, uh, I, everyone knows that, you know, you, you, you do all of these different things, Jack. I think everyone is very, very well aware of all your contributions. And I'm not just talking about myself. Let me, let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. You know, you know, folks, you know, Stan is the best salesman that we have, you know. But uh, uh, he's got a little too much time up here. He, he likes to find new stories for us. But let me see if I can take over for once. Uh, you, you know, luckily up here we're even, but uh, not everyone gets the credit while they're alive. And the uh, folks, instead of taking the fake sponsors word up here, why don't you uh, take a look at the Hero Initiative? It's a non-for-profit looking out for old comic creators that may not have gotten the due credit they deserve and are looking for a little help out there. They might not have been able to get, you know, all of the royalties and stuff like that when they were, were around in the comic book industry. That's, you know, I mean, I suppose that's a, you know, it's a good idea. I was actually very, very supportive of it myself uh, back in the day. Well, I mean, I, I did make the Hulk. That's part of the story. We made the Hulk, Stan. We made the Hulk. Yeah, we made the Hulk. That's true. That's true. Yes, I... So folks, while well, Stan and I stay up here trying to come up with uh, new ideas, maybe we can inspire some people that are down there for you. Why don't you do this for us? It would uh, be a great little help to all those old comic book creators that don't get all the credit that they deserve. Just do this for me, all right? And, uh, you know, Jack Kirby, your, your favorite, your godfather of comics right here. And now back to your show. Shelf Life, I love it! I'm Jack Kirby over here! Excelsior! Was that Stan Lee and Jack Kirby? I don't know. They're the like going on. They're like arguing. I have no well, idea. Well, I mean, that's. I, I'm pretty sure that's all they do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if yeah, you I know, mean, I'm not surprised. Good, I'm not surprised. Yeah, two classic <laughs> guys though. Gotta love them. Oh yeah. I I I don't know how I'm surprised smoking is allowed in heaven because I don't see Jack Kirby 
like putting up with that. Hmm. So I'm glad that I'm glad that there's a smoking section in heaven. Mm-hmm. Works out. Okay. <laughs> We're back. And we are about to get into Old Man Logan. Should we start with the, the cover art? Yeah, go ahead. I'll let you describe the cover art because you're the artist. <laughs> <laughs> the cover art is pretty great. What I'm looking at is I'm assuming the back and the front, right? Because it kind of feeds into each other. Well, for we're reading, are you looking at the graphic novel or are you looking at the, like, issue one? The, the graphic novel, I believe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yes. So chapter one, which is, uh, what, what, Wolverine issue 266 or something like that? Yeah, Wolverine 2003, um, number 66. Uh, The cover art is actually pretty cool. So it it kind of pops together uh, different characters that you may meet along the way. Kind of give you an idea of what you're seeing. The colors are great. It's like a sunset with a lot of reds and things like that. And then you see, like, in the corner, these green people. So (laughs) we may have mentioned, you know, the Hulk at one point. So you kind of get an idea of uh, who they could be. Then we have these two old men. There seems to be some type of what I would call a Jeep. (laughs) It looks like a Jeep. Like a a truck. So and and then and then that's all on the right side. But if you flip the novel itself over, or if you if you look at the full cover um, as one picture, it also looks like there's some type of monster, as well as um, Captain America's skull right there on 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 the back with a with a hole in the head. Yes, with a hole in the head. So that's interesting. And flaming and flaming arrows. Yes, flaming arrows. Uh, I can't tell if you can tell Hawkeye's shooting them. I don't think you can. No, he's. I don't think so. He's not shooting. He's driving. No. (laughs) Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah, he's driving. He's holding a wheel. It's it's a little it's a little off putting because it's like he's driving, but the 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 truck is below him, so it's a little weird. (laughs) So like like they had I don't know I right (laughs) the truck itself is a character, but yeah. Uh, so. So I I'm I'm looking at my graphic novel copy. Uh, my trade paperback copy so i have variant covers as well but yeah that is definitely the official cover mm-hmm. of the book and and then right off the bat i mean you can see like the the style and then it's it must be a bit darker because of how the contrast is so so strong in it and everything especially in logan's face yeah v- very detailed lines mm-hmm. in a lot of in a lot of this book absolutely so we start off the book, there's a prelude that starts with some nar- narration, and it tells us that there was a night that the heroes fell, and it's a mystery as to what happened to Wolverine. He's the biggest mystery of them all, and it's the night that the bad guys won. Mm-hmm. And he he either was broken or he got tired of fighting, and either way, he disappeared into a simpler life, and he has decided that he will never pop his claws again. Mm-hmm. And it's been close to 50 years since then. Uh, and the next page gives you the start. And I always, I don't know if there's like some sort of, there's no score, it's a book, but I always read comic books. Rachel hates it because I read comic books slowly because I always like try to like imagine it as a moving well, picture in my I head. do the same thing. You just, so like, like, you could you could draw out one issue of a comic book though for like, weeks and i don't understand how (laughs) (laughs) 
but but the first panels it shows like a disheveled Wolverine. He's all bloodied. He's walking away into the distance, and then the next shot is clearly in the future. There's just this dirt desert and an old man walking, uh, riding a horse, um, back to this just desolate-looking little farmhouse. Right. There's some tractors in the front. It's just kind of this like crappy-looking farmhouse. And I always picture like this like twangy music yes. playing no, I for do too, it. Just yeah. like this. Yeah, like expect a western type of sound. Yeah, it's yeah. a western. It's definitely a western mixed with a, uh, a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. vibe. That's that's what you're getting in. Yes. So the, we, the music we... from Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Dead Man's Chest, where they're on the island and Davy Jones is in a bucket. That music. <laughs> yeah. yeah <there> <laughs> <laughs> it's called the track is called parlay rachel i thought people would understand Let's be a professional. if i gave them the soundtrack would they understand the the the, the, no. the, the part of the movie that we were in no no because only we no. would <laughs> i mean our most fervent lifers would understand it but they have to be exactly like us so we learned that wolverine no longer wolverine he is only logan logan has a pig farm it's in Sacramento, and he has a family. He's got a wife named Maureen. He has two kids, one of them named Scotty. Uh, I believe that is in tribute to Scott Summers. I would, ha- his I would imagine. His longtime frenemy, Cyclops, mm-hmm. another X-Man. And Scotty's telling him that uh, the tractor broke down again, Paul. I, <laughs> it's kind of you know, weird surprised. that they all have... I was going to say, I thought the exact same thing. Why do they have such a twang? Why? Well... I mean, because it's a Western. But Logan and, I mean, doesn't. Logan has a little bit of twang. He says ain't and bub. And... Yeah, but it's not like so deep. Yeah, but south. his kids definitely have a twang. Yeah. I don't even know if his wife necessarily has a twang, but his kids mm-hmm. certainly do. They, they Got have, it from the Hulklings, uh, maybe? Yeah, the Hulk. The Hulks. It's, you know, all that Hulk media that's going around. Mm-hmm. So Logan owns this pig farm. It's struggling a bit because the pigs have gotten sick and the people that he would normally sell the pigs or the meat to uh, don't want to buy it. The tractor's broken. The rent is due in two days and they don't have the money. And they don't have the money for the first time in 20 years. And Logan's wife, Maureen, is like, what are we going to do, Logan? And Logan's like, I'll think of something. And it's, it's hard to do a Logan voice. It's... You know, if you want to picture it in your head, because my imitation is going to be poor throughout this episode, I'm still going to do it. You can't fucking stop me. It's my show. But it's Clint Eastwood Mm -hmm. or it's or it's the 90s. I I think it's more of the 90s version than it is like Wolverine and the X-Men or the Hugh Jackman voice. Yes. So, yeah. For for this, that is what I'm kind of picturing. I'm picturing or I guess I'm picturing in my ears because that's that's the only way I can say it. Well, because I'm looking, well, I'm looking at the page and I'm I'm listening to it myself. So it's like I'm I'm hearing the '90s comic, or I'm sorry, the '90s uh, TV show Wolverine mixed with Clint Eastwood because he's kind of that that gritty. He looks like Clint. Clint he looks like he looks like Clint Eastwood. So it's hard yeah. not to hear his voice when I when I see it. But he's like he's playing Wolverine. It's yeah. it's weird, but I like it. Yeah, in a in a different timeline, Clint Eastwood would have played Wolverine. Yeah, I think he would. This... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The he, Western version the, of Wolverine, absolutely. If the MCU came around in the eighties, Clint Eastwood would have been 
Wolverine. Yeah. Like, that's what it would have been. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so they're at supper, and, and they're talking about what they're going to do, and his wife thinks, like, maybe we should sell some of the toys, and, and Logan's like, I ain't selling the kids' toys. Mm-hmm. So it's turning into Jake the Snake, but he... Well, yeah, because his daughter's sitting there on her Game Boy. Yeah, and he's he's just like, I'll think of something. And he's outside, and the sun sets come in, and he's just kind of trying to think of what he's going to do. And, and he tells his wife maybe he can reason with with them maybe he can reason with the landlords and he's just kind of angry because not only can he not think of something but his daughter mentioned that one of her friends said that he used to be a hero and he doesn't he hates the idea of there being superheroes he says there's no such thing as superheroes and he's just kind of you know living with this kind of guilt we don't really understand why it seems like there's some guilt behind his eyes there yes and all the rest of the superheroes are dead. Right. They've, well, they've yeah. They've been killed. So it could be so, like, like a survivor's guilt? There? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I definitely think another character that we'll be introduced to in a minute um, has survivor's guilt. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yes. Post-traumatic, especially. Maybe even, like, I, I think that he probably has some PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them, actually, mm-hmm. probably. And Logan reveals that the landlords are Bruce Banner's grandchildren, and... And that sounds weird, though, because it's like, wow, he's going to try to reason with these people and they're Bruce Banner's grandchildren. Well, his wife is saying his wife's trying to give him like a little bit of like, maybe we can reason with them. We haven't missed a payment in 20 years. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll be okay with it. And he's just like, they're Bruce Banner's kid, grandkids. Like, they're not going to be reasoned with. But that's what I'm saying. Doesn't that sound odd? Like, it sounds weird reading this, but we know Bruce. We know Bruce Banner. Why would his kids right. be unreasonable? Well, yeah. Th- yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the so Hulk it's, was it's a hero, you, right? So, I mean, it's like, entering that's the whole idea. This, yeah, it's entering you. It's getting you ready for this world. It's This is not your Marvel no. universe. And that's why it's... it's so it's you're kind of like, hmm... What's happening? What's happening right now? That they are landlords and they are unreasonable. Yeah, to, so something this like this truly is something like, right. A crappy desert farm. Exactly. <laughs> so the next day or not the next day, two days later, I guess, but whatever, like later the hulks show up to collect their rent. And, and now you kind of get the idea of why they look, un- they seem unreasonable. <laughs> Well, they show up in the Fantasticar. We don't have to get too in-depth with the Fantasticar. But the Fantasticar <laughs> is a relic from old comic books. It is the Fantastic Four's weird floating car thing um, that could also fly. And it has, like, four different pods for each member of the Fantastic Four. But in, it, clearly, like, the Hulks have done something that they are now in possession of this. Mm-hmm. and. It's got graffiti on it, and they're just these hillbilly-looking... One of them looks like a punk, but they're like oh, hillbilly yeah. hulks. Right. And and there's a reason for that, which we, we find out later, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But they're they're just three hillbilly-looking hulks, and they I, call him Wolverine. I guess I guess uh, to give, like, a, an idea of what, what I'm, like, looking at, and for, like, horror buffs out there, I think hills have eyes. Like... Yeah, like kind of creepy hillbilly. They're green. They look know, like they like... look like the Hulk, but yeah, they have Hulk-looking 
physiques. They're right. green. They're big. They're muscular. Yeah. But they're also look like hillbillies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're talking about how like they realize he's like you can call me Logan, and then the you know we know that you don't have your rent. Um. So we, he instead of it just being the one the one lady who's got a baby sucking on her boob. Well, yeah, she was also on the cover, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is on the cover. (laughs) Um, So she must be the one that comes to collect from Logan, but she brought two of her brothers with um, this time, knowing that they didn't have rent. And they thought that things might turn bad, but but she's like, ah, he isn't going to do anything. So they try to intimidate him a little bit. They're like poking at him and shouting at him. And we get a fantasy sequence. Yeah. It's in Logan's head where Logan pops his claws and slashes the shit out of one of the Hulks. Oh, yeah. Just and it's our them. first hint of the amount of ultraviolence that we're going to get in this book because it, you see like just blood and guts just coming mm-hmm. out of this Hulk. And... It flashes right back, and Logan just says, you know, he's just got his head down. He's like, no, you do it, do whatever you want to me. And they just beat the crap out of him. Yep. And they just pummel him into the dirt, and they, like, smash his head until uh, Logan's son comes out, and he's got a shotgun with him. Right. And they're kind of like, look, clearly, you're not going to do anything. You're, you're, we're, we're fucking hulks. Like, you're not going to get away with doing anything. Right, exactly. Uh, so instead, they just kind of tell him, like, hey, that was your beating. Next month, double the rent, or we we kill everybody. Yep. And they take off. Do we do we know the daughter's name? Uh, let's see. I've got the book in front of me, so I can look to find the... Because we know it's Scotty, name. and she's, what, Maureen? No, Maureen's his wife. Yeah, so it's Scotty, I think and it's... the wife's Maureen, but what's the daughter's name? I don't know. I think we find out at some point, maybe. Okay. Jade. 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 Okay. Jade. Is that supposed to be after somebody? I don't think so. I don't... It didn't strike... Like, it, like if it was Jean, it would have been obvious. But um, I don't know if Jade is really named after anybody. So, Rachel, I, I feel like... I feel like we... I think I think we should talk about why the Hulks are hillbillies. Let's just get it out of the way right now. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can. It's not like a huge spoiler or anything. We don't, we don't, don't, it's just not revealed until like the last few pages of the book. Right. Let's just talk about it now. Because if you're sitting at home and you're wondering, well, why is Bruce, Bruce Banner has grandchildren and they're hillbillies and you keep saying like, there's a reason for it. Rachel, do you want me to explain the reason for it or do you want to explain the reason for it? (laughs) I guess that's up to you. Who who do you want to, who do you want to say this uh, out loud? Ugh. I'll I'll let you take the bullet on this one. Um, I'll I'll talk about the next weird thing in the book. Bruce, um, he says the the only person he could possibly mate with is his cousin She Hulk. I think that's all I really have to say. No, I mean like, but that's what exact that's exactly what happens. He kind yeah, of so gets a... like um, poisoned from the radiation. And yeah, it, goes, it like, messes crazy. with, and it kind of makes him go crazy. Because the Hulk has, the the Hulk is the Hulk because of gamma radiation. Absolutely, yeah. And so he goes, he goes crazy and goes, well, the only thing I can get with is another Hulk like me. And ends up uh, making Hulklings, as they are called. Um, with Not his... the literal Hulk. <laughs> no. <laughs> with um, no, we'll with, with his cousin, She-Hulk. So, 
Mm-hmm. And they yeah, end so... up, and they end up having a lot of children, or is it like they're all I don't inter, know. like interspecies, like not interspecies, I, that's like what um, I'm, incestuous? I, don't know. I think I think the whole thing. So because it was only fifty in... years, right? Right. So it's... the whole thing is like okay, cousins cousins breeding is hillbillies. That's the joke. Which, and that's what that's what I mean yeah, by like okay, where it's kind of bar. like yeah tongue in cheek like, cuz there's a there's a we'll get to a phrase later in the book too he doesn't he even says like it contradicts the need for She-Hulk to have been the one to to do this but like okay Hulk wants babies he's gone insane because the villains have taken over the world and, right. and he was going insane anyway so like okay She-Hulk is the one to have kids with but I think you're right. I think the idea is that then those kids are all interbred. So right. they're just a bunch of inbred hillbillies. Right. I think I that's think what is it is. Idea. Yeah. <sighs> and I'm guessing, I'm I'm just going to guess, this is also non, not consensual. <laughs> I am yeah, going to yeah. go out on a limb Maybe the and in- say She-Hulk did not I, volunteer for this. I really don't think she did. I, don't, I, I mean, unless she also went um, batshit crazy. I'm, it's possible, but that's never been like part of the She-Hulk lore. The idea for the folks that aren't very familiar with She-Hulk, because she is not a character as of this recording in the MCU yet. Um, so there might not be as many that know She-Hulk, but uh, she needed a blood transfusion. Bruce Banner was there. He, the only thing he could do was give her his blood. So now she has Hulk strength. So there you go. But so, <laughs> now so she's then, She-Hulk. Uh, and if, if you're saying it that way, I don't know if she would have gone as crazy as quickly as he did. Then I agree. So, so she, I, I think, I think you're grosser. right. And she's also, I'm not. I'm, she's not here. She's not in this book. She is not here. She's not. So in this book. we, we no don't know what happened to her at all. But we know that she had children with Bruce. Oof. Yes. Oof. It's, okay. It's it's it is the worst part of this book. <laughs> It is the it's gross. It's so unnecessary. Yeah, like they could just be hillbillies because Bruce went crazy and he doesn't educate. Them. Like they're just they're just they're just stupid. uneducated. Yeah, yeah. Mean, I, but, yeah. Or 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 they could be you know inbred some other way. Like Bruce had I don't know. I don't know. It was very I, specified. <laughs> And then it was also said that they were inbred. I mean, you know they're inbred. You just, I guess if you think about it this way, they're all green. They almost have Hulk strength. So, or, or they're, we'll, we'll get into it later. There's actually other stuff that I'm thinking also happens and we'll, we'll we can get into it later. But I, I do think that they go to brothels and um, yeah, they also have saying. their children. So I, I think you're right. right. I think it's all um, non-consensual breeding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So let's God, those now that's out of the way. Oh, God. Are you still listening out there? <laughs> did, did we scare you away? But I think that's I'm what scared I mean away. By, that's, that's what I mean by Mark Millar's writing. So if, <laughs> if, if anybody wants to throw that, that part of the book out of their headcanon, feel free to do so now. So I mean, the characters need to stay, but still. <clears throat> later that night, Hawkeye shows up. Um, Hawkeye is Clint Barton. He's an old Avenger. He's the heart and soul of the Avengers in the comics, and they try to do that a little bit in the movies. But the whole idea is that he has no real superpowers. He's just a really fucking good shot. Oh yeah, he's a marksman. Absolutely. So because he doesn't have any actual like superpowers, he's just really skilled, and he's still trying to save the world. He is like what it means to be an Avenger. But he is still around, 
after all this, and he um, is blind. Which is, and I guess the whole idea with that is it's ironic. Yeah, it's ironic because he's he is because he's the, he is the Hawkeye. Yeah, but yeah, now he's blind. I don't know exactly who he's supposed to look like, but he's an he's an old blind man, so he's got like the blind man sunglasses on, and he has he kind of looks like a rock star. A ponytail. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> looks like an old rock star, like um, or not rock, but what's what's his name? Who's the the singer monk? Like a Willie Nelson. Yeah, thank you, Willie Nelson. Why yeah, yeah. thought of monk? Yeah, he does look a little like Willie Nelson. <laughs> I had to think of somebody. <laughs> But he does look like Willie Nelson, because I don't know, maybe it's the hair and the beard, but that's kind of what he reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But he comes over because I guess he, you know, he might, maybe he lives nearby, or he's still kind of known as this. He 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 has the reputation. He's a smuggler. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's a guy that drives cross country. He's He delivers stuff to people. And uh, Logan is in bed because even though he has this healing power and it used to be super good because he's aged now and because it was the Hulk speeding him up, he's just not, you know, it's it takes slower for him to recover now. Right. Yeah. Pro- um, plus, I wonder if it's just because he doesn't use it as often. Sure. Yeah. I wonder if that's probably something too. And Hawkeye and him are having this conversation about, you know, Hawkeye is always constantly throughout this entire book bringing up the idea that like man if there was only something we could do if there was only something that like we could bring the world back and he says it all the time all the time that's what logan thinks he's there for is to fight back mm-hmm. and hawkeye's like what the hell good would that be like there's nothing to fight back for the world's shit mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just all it's all went to hell like what's the what's the difference so he's like i have a business proposition for you instead so he offers him, he has a package that he needs to deliver to the East Coast within the next two weeks, but he can't drive himself there. And it's not that he can't drive himself there because he can't drive. He can't drive himself there because he needs somebody to navigate him with the GPS. Right. <laughs> Which I do love that in this future post-apocalypse, we still have GPS. Well, like, the GPS still works. Don't some worry about some it. of the villains, I mean, are tech technologically savvy so why wouldn't they want to keep that stuff so you around think they want to keep up the gps yeah why they not still have to figure out how to get to you know to wendy where's the nearest wendy's yes obviously i think the hulks definitely are eating at wendy's there's well, a wendy's in this town the hulks would be hit, eating at burger king oh you think burger king yeah yeah broil there's that an shit menu, there's an off-menu <laughs> item at taco bell called the hulk wait is there really yeah. What it's what a, is it? I think it's a burrito. It's like a bur- it's like a big burrito with like uh, avocado in it, I think, or guacamole. Interesting. I may try I'm... it out, folks. I, I, folks, I, I... go to your local Taco Bell and see if you get a Hulk. They're not a they're not a they're not a real sponsor. I'm Maybe gonna have to ask sponsor. them now. Yeah. And they get um well obviously you get Mountain Dew because it's green, right? Oh, and and you know <laughs> that these that the the Hulk's piss. It has to be gross. And Mountain Dew. Oh, there, there you go. You can get Hulk piss for your drink. I think the Kingpin might have a GPS system. I could see the Kingpin has some Starbucks, maybe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think the president has any fast food restaurants. Mm, no, not that Peter I can Schmitzel? think of. You know, maybe a Popeye's. A Popeye's? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I can't think of anything. So anyway, I mean, I don't know what else you use it. You use a GPS to get around places. Like you don't just go find like restaurants and stuff. But like, I don't know. Like what do you what do you need to find on a GPS? I guess because everyone is so far apart. Like yeah, I think that's what Logan it is. Farm like maybe the Logan yeah, there farm you go. pops up on your GPS. 
Maybe just like the, well, as <laughs> as we find out like later, like he he has a map, so I think all of those main cities and towns would be on the GPS. Oh, definitely. So I think that's kind of the idea. Maybe it's a maybe it's an opt in and uh, Logan, uh, for, or it's an opt out and Logan forgot to opt out of the GPS. Oh, and he's just like, fine, they can find where I am. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me on the map. So anyway, he offers him $500 to navigate him across the country, which apparently is a ton of rent. I have no idea how the, so the post-apocalypse, the currency went really low. So now it's like Western, a Western again, where it's like you throw the shingle down on the table and that's rent for the week. Is it a shingle or a shilling? In the West? It was like a, shilling is a, is a is that... UK. Oh, okay. So it's like a, <laughs> I guess that's I don't know. true. <laughs> A buffalo nickel? I don't I, know. I have never... I just... I don't know. I don't know what you... A, a pence? A gold? No, a pence yeah, is all... I don't no, know. That's, that's, that's also, also English. <laughs> Why can't I think of anything no, that would make sense? That's also not right. I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, it's probably just enough that he has money plus that 500 to give the rent. You know, maybe he just needs a little bit more to give... Right, or maybe, maybe that's like a few months worth of rent or something. Like, who knows? Sure. And he has his pigs still. Once his pigs are healthy, he'll start, yeah. you know, selling pigs things again. Fine. Yeah. Just need a vet. But Logan decides to accept the offer. And you can tell in this that Hawkeye, and he thinks this for most of the book, that, like, Logan is full of it. He thinks he's that Wolverine is still in him. Mm-hmm. He's just playing this up for his wife and kids. Like, yeah. he he's he doesn't really buy into the fact that Logan's a pacifist. Well, I, f- I feel like that's... You were saying before Hawkeye's the heart of the team. Well, I think that's kind of the thing. He still has, like, that light, that heart, that hope, like, sitting inside of him. And part of that hope is that Wolverine is, is still there. Yeah. Yeah, because he does want to hope that... Because Logan would be the best superhero alive absolutely like, or the only one left really yes if he came back yeah if he if so, he if he had decided to do something you know that's kind of what hawkeye's thinking is if if i can get wolverine you know yeah. then maybe logan, the next morning logan is saying goodbye to the wife and kids and uh they're all you know doing hugs goodbye and the whole you're the man of the house look after your mother and that kind of stuff and um and Hawkeye's just like, oh, please. Are you kidding me? Like, if Sabretooth saw you now, he's just, you mm-hmm. gotta be kidding. Now we have to talk about, so so Hawkeye is driving the car, and, and we have to talk yeah, about... Yeah, the car. Uh, look, I, we talked about the incest. <laughs> we talked about the Fantastic Four mobile. Look, I, I, I don't know how to say this, folks, but um, I, I guess I'll just say this because this is really awkward, but they're driving the Spider-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yes, uh, yes, they are. So the Spider Mobile is this ridiculous thing that was made in the 1970s. I don't. I think it was very short lived. Even Logan is like the Spider Mobile. Like what the hell? So the idea is that it's this very short lived thing that, a, that I assume was a toy that they wanted to sell. Right. Which uh, Johnny Storm of the Fantastic Four, he's buddies with, with Spider-Man, and he made him the spider buggy. And it's uh, just this Jeep that can climb walls. Can do whatever and a like spider bu- can. <laughs> That's right. It does whatever a spider can. Thank you. 
so they're driving the spider buggy, but it looks like a Jeep and it's got like yeah. Spider-Man's colors and, right. and it has some like tactical defense system stuff mm-hmm. and, and it can climb walls and things like that. So, just so it, it, it does kind of well. work for the idea, but I think the whole, uh, another shtick thing is, is that all of this superhero paraphernalia is just everywhere. Like all of their items, all of their stuff is just yeah, been, it's like, like being sold on pushed the around. Market. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's all over the place. Which would be cool. Like, if you if you needed to live <laughs> in this world, at least maybe I you could get, like, you know, I don't know, Wiccan's cape or something like that. <laughs> maybe you could find, like, maybe you could get one of Iron, like, an Iron Fist bandana. Oh, there you go. Like, yeah. I bet that's going, you know, pretty high. Still on, has, like, bloodstains. You know, I'll say this as a fan of, I'll say this as a fan of the MCU. As a fan of comic books... The fact that there's nothing obscure anymore, everything is now a TV show or a movie. Like, there's no true. reference I can make that is too obscure. Oh, man, that's weird. Uh, so then we get a shot of the the path. It's a map of the United States, and you get kind of an idea of what the path is that they're taking. So they're in Hulkland. So the U.S. has been divided up into, like, five or six different territories, and each one of the villains claims like a territory for themselves mm-hmm. and is like the landlord of that territory right so they they live in sacramento but that's in Hulkland, formerly the abominations territory right um so the abomination was one of the hulk's villains he's just a big evil hulk but now the hulk took over i wonder if that was one of the reasons the hulk had a bunch of children was to take so that, it over from the abomination you think you think he like he made like a, a hulk Lannister army this yes <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean that's that's possible. We don't we don't find that out no, like how the Hulk took over from the abomination. Mm-hmm. And that's like Washington. It's the West Coast. It's Washington, it's Oregon, it's it's California. Right. And then uh the Kingdom of the Kingpin is like your Rocky Mountain territories and that was formerly the domain of Magneto. Yep. So the Kingpin took over from Magneto. Uh, and then you got the Plain States and there's there's different cities along the way that they're going to hit um there's different things that like aren't necessarily cities right now there's like the negative zone opening yeah the cree cree haven electroville but that it doesn't say anybody owns those states right it's um, kind of so like I, no I man's wonder... land yeah it is a lot of this role is no man's land i think land, i think we'll yeah. yeah we'll probably hear more about that later <clears throat> on and then doom's lair so that's dr doom one of the best or most famous uh, Marvel villains, of course. I mean, all of these guys are famous. I Marvel was gonna villains. say, yeah. Magne- Magneto is probably actually the best Marvel villain, but that—that's Doctor Doom's, and that's kind of the Midwest. It's like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, down to Louisiana, and there's like a, that, yeah, all the way down to Louisiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, or part of it, mm-hmm. and and there's a mutant forbidden quarters in there as well. So we'll find out what that means. And then there's like little ter- or smaller territory. I kind of wonder if this is Osborne's territory. Ooh, that's a good Because there oh, is Osborne City, which mm. looks like it's like Columbus almost. Right. But but it's like it's just Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania ish. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's just this like smaller territory. Yeah, I bet I um, bet that's his now. Yeah. Or at least it was at one point. At least it was, but like it doesn't have like a title. No. And then there's the East Coast, which is the President's Quarters, and it's from Maine to Florida. The whole East Coast is called the President's Quarters. Right. And 
it, DC is now called New Babylon. Yep. So we'll compare this map to the map of the districts in the Hunger Games and oh, anything else that like comes up that in the idea. U.S. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so one mile down, 3,000 to go, and that is the way they end uh, the first chapter of Old Man Logan. So the, the beginning of chapter two, they're, they're driving through Northern California, and it looks a lot like... You got to remember oh, the artists, Kevin. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, this one's kind of cool, though, too. So you have, um, like, the, the, one, the one I'm looking at, which I assume is, like, the main one that they chose, is Logan and Hawkeye looking into a pit that has Scott... Ms. Marvel, Daredevil, The Thing, Spider-Man, Captain America, and Thor. It looks like they're, like, just gross bodies that are decaying in the sun. I just, I just, find, I just find it kind of fascinating to look at. And then, actually, Thor's hammer is, like, pushed into the ground as well. So Fascinating. Oh, I want to give credit where it's due. I think it's actually a very good setup of the way it's, 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 it's laid out. I think it's really nice. It's it's kind of depressing. <laughs> All right, go on. So they start by driving through Northern California, and it looks very Mad Maxy. Like it, there's no roads. There's just a bunch of people like on motorbikes and scooters and cars. And I was stuff. gonna say this guy is on like uh, what what a is rascal? What is... Yeah, a rascal. <laughs> Um, uh, it's if the coronavirus would have gone the other way, this is what everything would have looked like. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if we wouldn't I'm have surprised. found that, if we wouldn't have found a vaccine, this is how we all would have been traveling. And Logan just looks kind of pissed off. He's just like he doesn't want to listen. Hawkeye just won't shut the hell up. Like he just keeps calling him Wolverine and like stuff like that. And he's just like, just shut up and drive. Like that's mm-hmm. just kind of the idea. Hawkeye being Hawkeye just kind of leads them right off a cliff. <laughs> and he's just like just relax hawkeye's right. just really you know relaxed about it and they fall like, off a cliff but this is where you get to find out like it's the spider buggy it's fine like it just kind of lands and bounces because it's got exactly. these big wheels on it and so like they're just kind of driving through california amazing shock absorbers there for that for that car Yes, uh, Johnny Storm, only the best for his pal Spidey. <laughs> so they end up in San Francisco. So the first stop is in San Francisco, and it looks deserted. And by the way that Logan talks about it, he doesn't think it should be deserted. And he also kind of asks Hawkeye, like, is it drugs back there? Like, are we smuggling drugs? And he's like, don't mm-hmm. ask about it. Don't worry about it. And Hawkeye does get a little upset here because he's like, I don't need to be reminded of what I've become. Like, I used to be a hero. Right. You don't have to remind me that I'm I'm, I'm a smuggler. How f- how far he's fallen type yeah. of thing. But Logan's like, there's nobody here. Why is it so deserted? They're in the middle of Union Square. They're, they should have people. What's going on? And that really shows how much Logan gets out. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he probably has to travel to San Francisco every now and then. Like, that's probably right. like the main town. Yeah. Maybe he has to go to a conference. The Hulks call him in. He has to meet with... A, you know a hulk or two yeah. um, <laughs> um, this is where we find out that there's moloid or moloids moloids i think is how you say it I think have so. kind of yeah like because they're moles the well because they were they were found by the mole man not hans mole man hans mole man <laughs> no um, that's too big <laughs> 
So the Marvel Universe also has a mole man, and he's this, he looks like Hans Molman. He really but does. He lives, he lives underground. It's, it's, he's from the 1960s. He's, one of the, he's the first Fantastic Four villain, and um, he had controlled a race of moloids, these things that like lived underground. And, and they're kind of implying that Mole Man's dead, so Mole Man no longer controls them. Like, Mole Man yeah. died of old age or whatever. So they basically just do whatever they want. And Hawkeye, like, posits that maybe they're, they're doing this because there's too many people. And, like, mm. they are trying to control the human population. Oh, yeah, they're cleansing. But, yeah. Yeah. So they basically sunk San Francisco into the ground. So like San Francisco is like a, a newly minted wasteland, and uh, Logan's like, well, let's let's see if we can find anybody, and and he like determines that they're all dead. There's nothing that that they can do, so they like decide that they're gonna leave. Mm-hmm. But before they can leave, the Ghost Riders appear. <laughs> you get you get a little taste of everything in this one. It feels like. But that's why I think this is a good book for us to start with. No, it is. You get a little yeah. bit, a little taste, a little Easter egg of every corner of the Marvel universe. And right. The and Ghost Rider, for the uninitiated, is a character that sells his soul to the devil in order to save. In I can't remember who he's trying to save. I think it's his dad, but he, he's trying to save someone. So, yeah. so he sells his soul. He becomes the Ghost Rider. Who has to take he, souls back to hell? And he's the spirit of vengeance. And there's a few different Ghost Riders, and in reality, it's supposed to just be like it floats with the person. I can't tell if this it floats with the car, but you get the three different kinds of Ghost Riders. Like there's different bikes that are the Ghost Riders, and these they're just in this they're just these punks that somehow gained the Ghost Rider. Like power. yeah, it's a little different. Um, or I get maybe maybe the devil's kind of like eh, do whatever the hell you want. I don't know. It's just like really weird to me. But they're just this street gang. They've embraced the Punisher logo. They've all got the Punisher logo, yeah, either shirts right. or face paint. And they just decide that they're going to like beat the crap out of Hawkeye. They're, they're clearly just going to rob them. And mm-hmm. Hawkeye's like, don't let them get to the cargo. So Logan basically takes the beating. He won't fight mm-hmm. back. And they're like, why don't you fight back? Fight back. And they're just beating the piss out of him. They're, oh, yeah. They're hitting him with clubs with, like, nails on it. And, and chains. throwing stuff into him. Like, they're just yeah. going crazy. And they kind of leave him there. And they, and Hawkeye just, they hit him once. Well, and they go to they, steal. I think they know he's a blind old man, too. So it's kind of like, well, we can just grab his stuff and leave. Right. So they go to uh, steal the steal the cargo before they can steal anything. Hawkeye shoots an arrow through the one guy's head, going from the back of his shot. head through his yeah. nose. And it's a pretty <laughs> it's pretty gory shot. He decides, and then he he kills the rest of them. He just shoots. I, them I do I do like eyes. his line though. It's that's right, bitches. Just keep making noises. Well, I mean, I, it's good because I mean, think about it. That is how he's doing it. He's going okay. Well, there's the sound. That's where my arrow goes. So I mean, it kind of it kind of tells us he could still be a marksman. He just has to hear them. So maybe his ears are even better now. That's true. Yeah, maybe his ears are better. And in the real Marvel universe, Hawkeye was starting to go deaf. He was he had like an, a deteriorating oh, like ear that. problem. So mm-hmm. maybe that's just out of continuity in this particular book. Because like, well, yeah, or maybe he him. solved it with some Stark tech or something like that. Sure. Otherwise, it would be a little bit more difficult, considering he would be blind and deaf. 
I, I do love the aftermath of this. Logan is, is like kind of mad at him for killing them. And Hawkeye's like, don't you start with me. I'm pissed off at you as it is. Right, yeah. And he's like, can't believe that you're actually a pacifist. I, I love that Logan's like, I've been telling you that since Sacramento. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? I keep telling you that. And he's like, I didn't think that you meant it. I thought that you were faking it the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, what, how, like, how did you become this? And he's like, they broke me. They, they truly broke me. So now uh, they reach Hammer Falls, and Hammer Falls is Las Vegas, and it's been renamed Hammer Falls. Uh, so they, they start traveling through, and this is where Hawkeye explains it a little bit, of where I think he has a little bit of that survivor's guilt. Um, yes. It's, it's interesting because he feels like it was an insult that he, they didn't come after him, the villains, no. because they were like, what's he going to do? He's, he's Hawkeye. So he's a little embarrassed. Am I well, because they didn't joke? target him, like, right away. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't find him, him to be a priority to take down. And he, I think, feels survivor's guilt because he wanted to go out with his brothers in arms. Like, yeah. he feels like, why me? Why did they leave me alone? I should have been there with I the I should have Avengers. been fighting with them. I should have been fighting with them. So it's it's an interesting wrinkle where it's like he wishes he could have gone out in that blaze of glory, and now he's just this withering old man in this shithole, basically. Right. So you you see uh, them going through Hammer Falls, which is Las Vegas, and it's the place where the Absorbing Man and Magneto finished off our great white hope. And I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that means Thor, because it's Hammer Falls. And he's like, I, I haven't been here in 50 years. And what it, what they've basically turned Vegas into is uh, a giant tourist attraction. So it's where people from across the country come to buy trinkets for superheroes. It's Disneyland mm -hmm. or Islands of Adventure. Well, I don't know if I would call it so much that it's it's Disneyland or Islands of Adventure. It's a it's it, a it's a permanent comic. It's a tourist spot, absolutely. But I think it's more of a place to pray and worship then go on some rides <laughs> oh yeah no it's basically a mecca yeah because we find out and we even see like mjolnir thor's hammer mm -hmm. is stuck in the ground right because that's where you know it fell that's, that's where, he where died. it fell and there's just a bunch of people just praying to it mm -hmm. because all these people come here to pray for the superheroes return like they've become this be they just they're the hope right like they're the only thing that these people have left is that the superheroes will come back right because like that, they do right that they usually come back and they haven't in over 50 years right they always rise from the dead how come they didn't do it this time exactly but I, it's it, it is it really is just like a permanent comic-con there's just shit all over the place that you can buy i'm sure it's all overpriced maybe one day <laughs> Rachel they do. They do have a uh, Captain America shield. I see. They do. Right there. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know if it's as. I mean, it's. It looks a little cracked. And and one day right. we'll, we'll tell the story of me having to get my Captain America shield. Yep. Um. You would. You would have said don't get that one though. No, I think. I think I would have said yeah, that's cheap. They probably painted it weird and stuff. Yeah. We can find a better <laughs> one. We can find. We could. We'll maybe, go to the next booth. A, It'll be fine. Maybe, yeah. There's a. There's another booth. We'll just go to the next booth and we'll see who's selling another one. Oh, that one got one signed oh, want it signed no we don't want it signed <laughs> <laughs> by it's signed by it's 
It's signed by Bucky Barnes. I don't what? Even, I want it if if it's gonna be signed, Steve Rogers, right? Right. I mean, uh, I'll take Sam Wilson, but absolutely. Bucky. Well, I like Bucky. What's wrong with Bucky? No, I love. Bucky. I mean, I'll take his arm. He, they seem to have his arm over there. If you know? they've got his arm, if and you go to Hammer Falls, hey, second, <laughs> if you go to Hammer Falls, folks at home, if you go to Hammer Falls and they have the Bucky arm. Get us the Bucky arm, P.O. box at the shelf life. We'll Please. take the arm. Absolutely. I don't think that you can probably bring the hammer back from Hammer Falls. But they do have replica Unless hammers. you're worthy, I doubt you're going to be able to pick that thing up. And we answer our question because on one of the panels, there are Thor hammers that you can grab. Um, there's also a shot where there's clearly a McDonald's. Is there really? Now, I don't know if it's a working McDonald's, but the arches are there still. So even in the post-apocalypse, uh, oh Las Vegas has a McDonald's. Oh my God, you're right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and it's called Heroes for Hope. And yeah, yeah, there's a... Yeah. I mean, they even say, Hawkeye says, like, we're just passing through for a Coke and fries. Right. They're just oh, there yeah, they to, are going to, like, to McDonald's. Yeah, they so... are going to McDonald's. <laughs> but before they can pass through, they're stopped by Ultron 8. Ultron 8 has apparently become a domestic, just run-of-the-mill guy. Oh, you, know, you hate, hate Vision. Ultron. Never mind, you hate Vision. I hate Vision. I'm not a fan <laughs> of Vision. No. Ultron, Ultron's good. I, I like Ultron. So this Ultron, one's kind of goofy. This is goofy. This is a goofy oh, interpretation man. of Ultron. So Ultron is typically a villain of the Avengers that is, he was made by Hank Pym in the comics, Tony yep. Stark and Bruce Banner in the movies. But he's made by Hank Pym in the comics, and he was supposed to be, like, this shining beacon of what you could do with AI, but he turns on humans because he's like, all humans suck, so I'm going to kill all the humans. Yeah, it's a a very Doctor Who, um, they're inferior, so let's get rid of them, like, the the Cybermen type of thing. They must be upgraded, or or if you want to go with the Daleks, delete. I'm sorry, go on, I'm sorry, going down a nerd nerd trailer <laughs> well you, i don't uh, know i don't know how wide variety of viewers may be into other things and then you know if they need something to compare it I, to i understand i yeah. i understand i talk i've brought up professional wrestling you're rocking doctor who it's fine it's all fine <laughs> it's all fair game if you're this far into shelf life you know the score so this version of ultron is just kind of your run-of-the-mill i pictured him with like rick moranis's voice or something he's oh, just yeah. this domesticated stepdad yeah we'll find out that he's a stepdad in a second but he's just he's got like a bag of groceries <laughs> we're in a button-down shirt and khakis <laughs> so he he asks hawkeye because he stops them and he's like Hawkeye, thank God you're here. Did you get the message from Tanya? And he's like, no, we came here to get lunch and keep going. And leave. And yeah. he's like, this really is the town where miracles happen. Like, he's just <laughs> such like... Yeah, he is like that, isn't he? Oh, man. So they're like, well, stop by, like, stop here and you can uh, come by T- Tanya's garage. Mm-hmm. And there's little bits, like, by the way, like, if you, if, if you do pick up the book, I do recommend like looking at at, at the artwork because it's there are so much de- there's so much detail in some there of these cells is. that we aren't going to go into. But like the the Las Vegas streets like have a lot of detail behind them. A lot of the signs are like little Easter eggs th- things right. and stuff like that. But anyway, they get to Tanya's garage, and what we end up here finding out is that Tanya is Hawkeye's third ex-wife. 
<laughs> um, so Hawkeye has been married once officially in Mar- in the Marvel continuity that this is based off of. So he's been married at least two more times in the last 50 years. Right. But uh, what we find out is yeah, what that we also find out. Tanya is Peter Parker's youngest daughter. Yeah. So which which explains how Hawkeye comes into possession of the spider buggy. At least we think it, that's how. Yeah, I assume it's that's how. It's not. They tell. Um, they tell. And, <laughs> yeah, we do find out later how he does. Uh, but, and, <laughs> but Tanya is a middle-aged black lady. Yep. Who is a mechanic, which, right. again, would make you think that which that's actually how he is got good. That's like a good money. spot, though, to be in, I think, in this oh, world. Oh, definitely. To be a mechanic in this type of Absolutely. world. Absolutely. For sure. What I can't figure out, though, is who the hell Tanya's mom is. Because if it's Peter Parker, I was Parker trying to figure that out, dad. too. I guess it's just, it could be anybody at this point. I mean, it could be anybody. I, I, I don't know. In Spectacular Spider-Man continuity, it could be Liz Allen. Even though Liz Allen is, is Hispanic. Oh, that's true. In Spectacular that's Spider-Man. She's, she's not black or Hispanic in the comics. So I was like, who in the Marvel Universe could, or, or who in the Spider-Man world is Tanya's mom? Because it, it, I assume it's not Mary Jane because she is, she has darker skin. Well, yeah. Mary Jane is a, is a ginger. Redhead. Yeah. So <laughs> she's very white and very redheaded. But in any event, she's Peter Parker's youngest daughter in, the, in this book. And she is ticked at Hawkeye. Because she's oh, like, well, yeah. it happened. I told you what happened. <laughs> and, and he's like, what? what? What happened? And she's like, Ashley and her friends went to go take down the kingpin. And she's going to get captured and they're going to execute her and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you could have at least told her all of your drug running stories. But no, you had to tell her about how you were a big superhero and made her think that she could be a superhero. And Ultron's a better dad than you ever were. And it's this kind of, I I just like, it's it's comical. Like this little like It is a good comical, yeah, family drama that you get to like have in this. A little bit of reprieve from like all the heaviness. (laughs) And there's I, I there's a little there's a little fun little tidbit in here where Logan's petting a cat in this. <laughs> it's a fun little a little detail in the cell that yeah. I like that Logan's is petting this cat. Mm-hmm. Logan's like, who is this person? Who is Ashley? What are you talking about? And he's like, it's my daughter. It's our daughter, me and Tanya's daughter. And we get a cell shot of Ashley. She's in this jail cell. She's wearing a Spider-Man outfit. She's wearing a, a it looks like the Spider-Girl outfit kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and she looks a little like it, the design is a little Rosario Dawson-y kind of. But but that's how we end chapter 2 is with the reveal that Hawkeye's daughter has been captured by the Kingpin. Right. So when we start chapter three and rachel i know you want to go with cover art so go ahead well i mean so like this one uh this one's a bit more simple it looks like they're crashed into a building i think it looks like at least and (laughs) hawkeye has a giant sword and logan's just kind of hanging in the car so i mean very simple shot but it looks like something's going down at least and logan wants to stay out of it (laughs) So we, we, we start up right back 
where we left off and and it's they were back in tanya's garage in in hammer falls las vegas and, and hawkeye doesn't really think that ashley would have done something like this he's like i didn't really picture ashley being like a superhero and tanya's like of course she would want to become a superhero her dad is hawkeye her grandfather is spider-man how mm-hmm. like i don't know how that works because like hawkeye was older than spider-man yeah, I, well, yeah. see that's uh, it's weird like how old is tanya that's what i'm saying the youngest like the... daughter how old are you <laughs> well we don't know when the we don't know when and when did spider-man fell. die well i assume they killed spider-man off in the the holocaust yeah, the 50 of... years ago right yeah but we don't know when that 50 years ago was. We're assuming that 50 years ago was right after Civil War, whenever this book came out. But maybe it was 10 years after that or 20 years after that. Like, we oh, don't know exactly how like, much oh, time okay. passed between Well, I mean, I Marvel don't think continuity. Tanya is older than 55, 60, <laughs> she right? She can't. Be, yeah. I don't, she doesn't look I mean, Ashley she looks, looks like good she's in her then. 20s. That's what... She's at least a teenager. I know. It's confusing. It's confusing. I mean, it, it, that's why I'm confused. I don't know when Spider-Man died, because if this is supposed to be 50 years, probably from when he died. No, I think I think they took out Spider- Spider-Man probably wouldn't have been the priority to take out, but he was definitely a priority to take out yeah. during that fight. Oh, I doubt he lasted much like longer after the fact, after that day, you know? Oh, yeah, maybe. Because they, I mean, they, they, they would have been the next one. Freaking the 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 Sinister Six probably just went right for him too, and then they probably brought in like a bunch of other people too. Well, what we oh, end they, up finding they... out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go what ahead. we end up finding out is that the they actually they win. The villains win because they all organize and they kind of swap heroes. Right. Like that's kind of how they that's figured true. out. That's true. Yeah. So they probably had a different. Amount so somebody people, else but... came after Spider Man. I don't know. But hey, the, the Sinister Six had the same idea. Let's work together. Yeah. So well, the villains, the villains team up every once in a while. Yeah, I know. So yeah, Hawkeye's like, I'm, I'm, I can't believe that she did this. She was always more like just kind of a badass, like an evil badass. She never came off as like, a do-gooder. Mm-hmm. Um. So Tanya's like, are you gonna let her get executed by the kingpin, or are you gonna do something about this? And Hawkeye, I, I love the line of Hawkeye going, "Of course we're gonna help her. I'm not a complete dirtbag." And Logan goes. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh my god. Because <laughs> he doesn't mean I'm a dirtbag, but he's like, I'm not doing this. I didn't get into this just to go on one of your wacky adventures. Nah, I think he did mean he was a dirtbag, but that's, yeah, you know. <laughs> so Hawkeye says, I'll pay you double. All you need to do is read the map. I need to do this to save my daughter. Please come with me. Mm-hmm. Logan's like, all I got to do is read the map. And Hawkeye is like, yeah, Scout's on her. So he goes, okay, but remember, I'm not going to pop these claws. Right. And they're like, okay, well, we got to go because it's a 12-hour drive to get there. And Ultron hands Logan a X-Men keychain for luck. Yep. And and Logan is kind of has like a little PTSD flashback. Yes. Again, from this, we see like some cells where like something's coming at something him. Something bright, like, yeah. Face. You got like a like a bright light, yeah. And then it looks like half of his face is like torn to pieces. His mask is is ripped. It's very nice lighting. I like this with the coloring and everything. You get that contrast between the past and the 
And the right, that's like how they're showing you that, that it's not mm-hmm. flashback. So they end up driving. They're they're just kind of having a discussion, and the Hawkeye kind of says like, you know, I can't believe that she's calling herself a superhero, and she, I know that it's like crazy because it's basically a death sentence here. But mm-hmm. he's like, I'm I'm pretty pretty proud. He's just so proud that his daughter's trying to be a superhero because like that's right. all that's all trying Hawkeye's to be a got. hero in a villain's world. Yeah, and even Logan has like a little bit of a smile on his face because like he understands that that it does please Hawkeye that she's trying, but right. Um, it's that father thing. Yeah. So they pass through some other town, and the, and again, like, the Moloids took down this town. There's this, like, guy stuck there, and Logan wants to help him, but Hawkeye's like, we gotta keep going, man. So, like, they just kind of drive through this town. It's re- it's reminding you that there's this ever-present threat. Yeah. Uh, that That isn't really the villains. It's just these Moloids, like, just these things, it's these It's just creatures. a constant danger. Uh, so then we end up at... They're like gremlins. They're kind of gremlin-y, yeah. Except they take down the whole cities by sucking them down into the ground. That's true. So we end up at Rice Eccles Stadium, which I don't know if that's a reference to something or not. I didn't look it up. But it's Fisk Lake City. And so it's clearly in Salt Lake City, but it has been rebranded to Fisk Lake Fisk is the kingpin, or the first kingpin, the original kingpin, was Wilson Fisk. And the kingpin is referring to the kingpin of crime. So he's like the big bad of any of the street-level heroes, like your Daredevils, your Luke Cages. Um, he's, he's Daredevil's primary foe, but then Spider-Man also mingles with him. But he has taken over this part of the country. And he is entertaining the people that live in his territory these are the two other super friends that we I assume that Ashley came with, which is a Punisher and a Daredevil. Or he they're referred to as Punisher and Daredevil. They have them chained up in the middle of a stadium. And oh, by, um, by the way, Rice Eccles Stadium is a real place. It's an outdoor college football stadium in western United States located at the campus of University of Utah. Okay, so there you go. So it is an actual stadium. So you're at the University of Utah Stadium then. Um, I thought maybe like they would have had they would have renamed it. I thought so too, but they're just like no, <laughs> like Rice Eccles Stadium, and, you know, University of Utah. There's a Punisher and there's a Daredevil. I I assume that these guys would have been similar to Hawkeye, where it's like ah, eh, they're not priority. What the hell are Hawkeye and or what the hell are P- Punisher and Daredevil gonna do? Mm-hmm. So I could see this being the real Punisher and Daredevil, and Punisher does have like a white mohawk, so it could be like an aged Punisher. I, I wasn't as sure about Daredevil because you, you can see his hair poking through the mask, but like they they've been beaten, they've been bloodied, and now they're like chained by the neck in this stadium. Did you think that they were probably the original Hawkeye and, or I keep saying Hawkeye, but Daredevil <laughs> and Punisher too? You didn't think they were? I thought they were. I figured I mean, that they years. were them. I I guess like now like looking at it that way, I mean I guess they could have been either descendants or people picking up the the uniform. I didn't even think of it that way. I mean, I, I think it's probably more likely that they that's Matt Murdock and Frank Castle. I, I think it is. Punisher, and, and they, yeah. of course, those two are never going to stop fighting. Like, you no. just can't keep them from, stop, from, from fighting. But then we meet the new Kingpin, and he's just sitting in a big lounge chair. So this is not Wilson Fisk. This no. is the new Kingpin. So it's just a guy that has assumed the title of Kingpin. But he kind of gives a little monologue about how he took over from Magneto. Uh, Rachel, you remember how he says he was able to take over from Magneto? Bitch got old. <laughs> That's right. 
Because Magneto was already an old man. He's a Holocaust survivor. So, I mean, he's not going to last that much longer. Yeah, that's... Yeah, he was already old, technically speaking. Uh, we'll get we'll get into more of Magneto in different books. He's he's one of the best characters in comic book history, in my opinion. Uh, one of the best villains, of course. But yeah, the king this kingpin took over because bitch got old. Bitch uh, got so old. I love it. They want to know what they've done with Ashley, but he's like, I'm thinking about something nasty to do with him, with her. But you're getting off pretty light, and then you get and then this. And then this frame right here, which is two raptors, raptors, <laughs> like Jurassic Park raptors, come out of the light and eat Daredevil and Punisher. Yep. So then you get a few frames of of which, the raptors which for some reason is is still surprising because they're like main character heroes and they're being eaten by, by raptors. Yes, by dinosaurs, and it's just like. I'm still surprised, you know, like, what? What just happened? So a a couple of things. (laughs) One is, this is what most of this book is, is just Mark Miller thinking of, like, that'd be fun if Steve drew that, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) putting it in the plot. And two, you know, I don't want to tell the Kingpin how to run his entertainment sector of, you know, Fisk Lake City or whatever, but... Wouldn't it be more entertaining to not have the Punisher and Daredevil chained up and fight yes. the dinosaurs? Yes. <laughs> Put them in a pit with the dinosaurs. It like, would have been way I more just... entertaining. It would have taken a lot longer than them just being eaten. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. That's, that's where the, like, the maiden you know, fair. 20 bucks a, 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 a ticket or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the bear in the... Ma- yeah, you throw the bear in the You in throw the, the bear in the pit and let them fight it out. <laughs> it's, this, is, this is basic gladiator entertainment. You put the lion in the pit with whoever yes. you want to die. Right. The person will die, and you can kill him afterward even if he doesn't, but give a better show than that. Regardless of this, he still walks out and people are like cheering him and stuff. So I guess it's enough. But I'm just I'm just saying it's disappointing. Kingpin call us. We can re- arrange for some better entertainment. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, that would be our jobs in that world. We'll help you come up with a better entertainment way of doing things uh, okay. to kill the others. Re- maybe if you survived in this world, Rachel, I would have been dead 50 years ago. I probably would have. <laughs> Who would I would I be have shit my for? pants and killed myself. Probably is what would have happened, or I would have ran outside not knowing what to do, and I would have been like hit by like the fucking by fucking uh, stilt man would have crushed oh, me God. under his stilt or something. Like that's how I would have gone. I-, I think I could have worked for Doctor Doom. I think that could have worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the most reasonable one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? He probably still I, has I, like I, workers. You know, maybe the maybe the Magneto regime, <laughs> the Osborn. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, there you go. I probably oh, could have worked for Osborn. You could have worked for Osborn. Yeah, yeah. I could have been. I could have been uh, an Osborn lackey. Yeah, sure, boss. I agree. He would have eventually have killed said? me. Like that's yeah. that's part of the game. But if you want to survive a little bit longer, yeah, you got to work for the villain. Because I don't even know how to start a pig farm. Or or we're selling trinkets in Las Vegas. I think I would highly avoid the um, Abomination slash Hulk uh, area myself. But, you know, that's uh, that's just me. Hey, you're protected. 
No one's gonna, no one's gonna come in there and mess with the Hulk. Uh, yeah, but they are gonna mess with me. I, don't know. I, you know what, you know what the move would be to just drive to Canada and see what happens. Yes, can I just, you know, leave the U.S.? Is that an option? I mean, Get a boat, you know, something. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we we don't we don't find out what happened to the rest of the world in this. We so. really don't. We really we really don't. Yeah. Logan and Hawkeye are looking from like a distant building. They're they're at, they're on a roof of a different building, and, and Logan's kind of looking out, like watching the watching the kingpin like come out of the stadium and stuff like that. And Hawkeye explains that the people love him because he's one of them. Like Magneto was a brutal ruler. Um, mm-hmm. They never go into details of this, but Magneto was brutal, and kingpin like rose up. He was just a schmuck, and now he sure. like rules the roost. So like that's why the people love him here. And I mean, I guess we can kind of get an idea of uh, how Magneto would r- rule something because doesn't he have an area he, had, he does uh, rule? Genosha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that was so, mutants. These are a bunch of true. filthy humans. Yeah, yeah, they're humans. Yeah, he doesn't like humans. Yeah. Yeah. So might not have right. worked out as well. <laughs> so we find out that Ashley's been kept in a customized Walmart. Which, if you're going to make a prison out of something, make it a Walmart. And there's a there's one cell that looks just like the Dark Knight. Like uh, Logan can pick up on like all these different security guards and all these bodies that are like guarding. Yeah, that this does place. look like the Dark Knight. So Hawkeye's like, don't worry about it. I have a genius plan. They we we cut back and and you know they're kind of taunting Ashley and Ashley's just kind of got this like smug like smile on her face. Mm-hmm. We go back to Hawkeye and Logan and. I will give credit to this, the next few panels, because you feel the action. Like, yep. The, there's the, movement. There's 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 a lot of movement in this. Like, you really do feel excited, so I'll try to, like, act excited here. Because I, I won't do justice to the panels, but they're going across, they're going across the side of a building, and they're just going faster <laughs> and faster, and, and Hawkeye's like, you need to hit at least 200 miles an hour. And... Logan's like, is the plan to just crash through the wall? And he's like, yes. So he's like, that is not a genius plan. And Hawkeye's like, if it works, it is. So they jump yep. over one building and they fly and they crash through the wall of the other building. And Ash is like, okay, that's dad. And <laughs> Logan just sits and pouts in the buggy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's like, pouting. I'm not doing shit. I, yeah, he's definitely just pouting. So Hawkeye takes out a, a sword. He's got the the arrow, and he's like, "Ah, it's fine. I'll take him." So he just starts slicing and dicing all of these goons that, yep. that the kingpin has, and he's just cutting and stabbing and stabbing and stabbing, and it's great. It's just brutal ultra violence action um, as he goes through all of these guys. And the best part is, he walks into the next room, and Ashley's there. And he's like, uh, where's the where's the control panel? And Ashley says, 31 inches to the left of my voice. Yep. And Hawkeye's so good at it. He takes out the arrow and he's like, gotcha. And shoots the arrow through the guy's head, hits the control panel, breaks it up, breaks Boom. up everything. And then before anything else can happen, King, Kingpin kicks in the door and he's like, what the hell's going on here? Like, how, how did this happen? And, and before anything else can happen, Ashley, with a gun... With a gun, <laughs> the butt takes of like a big, off like a shotgun. Oh yeah, like a shotgun just takes off the kingpin's head. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Decapitation by shotgun, and the you colors, see it. and it, it just—it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And she tells him, "You got old." Knocks his head off. Before anything else can happen, Ashley whacks her dad with a gun, 
and he questions her and she reveals that she came to take over for the kingpin she had no plans of being the hero she was like we just need to take over a territory for ourselves yeah so like so hawkeye was right she isn't doing it for the hero piece of it she's doing it for the power Mm -hmm. and every character is covered in blood there's crap all over the place from the fight there's mercenaries are just like standing there because now they're like well i guess we'll just follow ashley now they follow whoever's in power yeah they follow the throne yeah they follow the throne they're just mercenaries they're just there to stay alive and have power yep and she rears back because she's just gonna kill her dad because she needs to prove that she's their new boss you see logan behind the wheel and he's just just like damn it hawkeye and that's the end of the third chapter it's very exciting ending rachel the cover for chapter four, if you oh, wanted yes. to oh, discuss yes. it. Well, the, the nice part of this, I love the glow. So it, well, Logan is holding a glow stick and there's all of the moloids uh, seeming to crawl up trying to attack him. But he's got like a green glow stick and I really like how the lighting uh, hits everything and kind of uh, shades all of the, the features on everything. That's kind of all I have to say. I, I just, I just want to like point out what it looks like. There's, there's a lot of hard work put into each one of these, and oh, I mean, yeah, like definitely. that Moloid's butt looks phenomenal. <laughs> That's a great butt. It's a great it really butt. Is. It's a hell of a butt. <laughs> we go right back into the action, and Hawkeye is telling Ashley, like, you don't have to do this, and Ashley's like, I'm not doing this because I have to. I'm doing this because I want to. But before she can do anything. Logan drives the spider buggy (laughs) through the wall, grabs Hawkeye by the arm, and goes through the other side of the building, and they shoot out, and then they shoot into another building, and and he pulls Hawkeye back into the seat, and he's like, are you okay? And Hawkeye's like, no, (laughs) which is, I mean, he's he's emotionally broken now, too. Oh, yeah. Um, One, he got hit, and two, yeah. Just mentally and emotionally broken. Yeah, he's emotionally hurt. And they're flying through this building, and and they fly out, and they almost hit another security guard, and they fly out through the side of this other building, and they come down onto the street, and even Hawkeye's like, Jesus, Logan, what the hell are you doing? And, yep. and Logan, of course, has to be like, nice kid you got there. And, and Hawkeye's like, right. just shut up and drive. And they drive out of the city. And it's so action-packed. These oh, yeah. cells, you really feel them driving through this city. It's 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 very With the speed good. and everything. Yes, the force. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's looking out from the hole in the building that they left, and in pure like super villain fashion, she just turns and is like, "Well, go on, get them." She she immediately takes on that role and is like, "Well, those are two heroes. Get rid of them." Yeah. And the sun, the sky is a little, it's like dawn almost. Like the sky in these scenes are very, is very nice. It's like pinkish purple. That yeah, it's actually it like a, a different really kind nice of coloring. atmosphere too. Absolutely. Um, and as we should say, there is, it's nothing but dirt so far. Like the landscape is just dirt and mountains. Right. Um, the coloring is coming from the sky, really. That's the so, only part that still has like that, that color. Yeah, because there, there's nothing left. So Logan looks in the rearview mirror, and there's this Mad Max caravan behind him. Oh, man. There's just a bunch of cars. There's dinosaurs. Yep. There's just all this stuff that's, like, coming after them. But before they get hunted down, there's an earthquake, 
and the convoy and Hawkeye and the, the Logan and the spider buggy all fall into this pit in the earth. And yep. Logan's like, make sure that you're belted in quick. And we see them just falling and falling and falling and falling. So then a couple hours pass and they're in the middle of this pit. So Logan turns on like a glow stick, like a light. Yeah, I think he like basically. cracks the glow stick. Yeah. And Logan's calling out for Hawkeye. And he's like, where is he? Where is he? And he's like, it must have been the Moloids because it's been hinted at earlier in the book that this oh. is what the Moloids do. Yep. Um, so he's trying to find Hawkeye and he does a, he even is a mother of God line. Mm-hmm. I know that sounded more Batman than Wolverine. It's kind of <laughs> similar. But he like, you know, he's like, get out of here, you sons of bitches, you Moloids. Right. And Hawkeye's like, I'm right here. And he's trapped in the spider buggy. But because of the way he's trapped, the Moloids can't get to him. And the, we we see that the Moloids have been eating all of the mm-hmm. caravan that Ashley sent. And it it looks, it's very creepy. It's a very oh, horror movie really creepy. Because oh, like, yeah. they're just like stripping like the skin off of all these bodies. And they won't go to Logan because he's got the light in his hand. So right. like they are afraid of the light. Well, I think and, it, it like it burns because they're they're uh, underground creatures. So any light, either it hurt, probably hurts their skin, it probably hurts their eyes because they're blind. Like they're they probably don't really see like normal people do. So I'm assuming it just hurts them to have that light. Right, because they're used to they're used to darkness. Right, and Hawkeye's freaking out a little bit because he's like they've been scratching at this thing for hours where they haven't. Oh been yeah, able to get well in. think about it. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those men- mentalities. You're just hearing that over and over again for hours, and you're like, what do I do? I'm just stuck here. <laughs> and he can't make a noise, or they're going to try to, you know, get in even faster. So they almost have to do, like, a little bit of a turn here, because, like, Logan's been the one that's been, like, off-put and doesn't care about this submission at all, and Hawkeye's been more of, like, the jokester. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, because Hawkeye... Hawkeye doesn't have healing powers. Like, if the Moloids eat him, they eat him. And right. he's dealing with the fact that Ashley betrayed him. So yeah. now you've got Logan, like, trying to, like, get the spider buggy out. And he's able to flip it over. And this is where you get that line that you liked, Rachel, where they're like, Hawkeye's like, how the hell are we going to get out of here? <laughs> we can we can turn the headlights on and, and keep the Moloids away from us. But how are we going to get out of here? And when Logan tells him what... It does whatever a spider can. And he starts <laughs> climbing the walls. <laughs> um, so now hit the the road trip music on the road again or country roads or whatever you mm-hmm. want to turn on for yourself. Because now we get a montage of them going town to town. The first place but this, is... But like, I think this explains something. And this is this is what I was getting at before. You were saying that huge, vast land that doesn't have a name. Well, it's because of the dinosaurs. Oh, you think because... I think it's because to... of the dinosaurs. That's where they've yeah. kind of like gone. And that's why nobody's there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's one of those things where like the dinosaurs took over. <laughs> So we find out that, so there's an area of the Marvel universe called the Savage Land, and it's this area in the South Pole that's, it's almost like a Hollow Earth type deal. It's the tropics, and it never got, it never got um, extinct. The, the, the extinction event never hit it. Mm-hmm. So all of the, all the dinosaurs, and like, yeah, there's stuff there from millions of years ago. So Hawkeye explains that 
the villains and black market dealers would go down, pick up. It's very Jurassic Parky. They yes. pick up dinosaurs from the Savage Land and they'd sell them as pets, like selling an exotic tiger. And then they would get unloaded because they were like, well, they're fun when they're little and then they get too big and then you, you can't, you know, handle a big dinosaur. So they, you just dump it. Um, so they're just all over the place, like Rachel said. Mm-hmm. So the first spot is Pace Pot Creek, Wyoming. Um, Pace Pot is a Marvel character, I think. Pace Pot Pete, I think, is. Look that one up. I don't think I right. know that one. It is Pace Pot Pete. The hell? I have never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's definitely a Marvel Easter egg. Huh. So this is where you they find out that they're not getting messed by with the dinosaurs because they've got some special dinosaur anti-dinosaur spray. I don't know yep. what that is, but that's I, no what idea. Wearing. You know, it's like mosquito spray. You're fu- you're fine. Don't worry about it. Next is Electroville, and Logan sees like a building with like a guy underneath it, and uh, Hawkeye's like, "Well, if it's the Baxter Building, that's Loki." Uh, so. We don't really find out was Loki on the side of the heroes or the villains, in right? This? Yeah, because he does flip flop a lot. Of him. He's dead. He died in that battle. So did the yeah. did the heroes kill him? Did the Fantastic Four kill him? Like you don't really find out. No. Or was he and trying then, to save the, the 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 Fantastic Four? And did he have a something change of else heart? Happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's it, there's a lot we don't know about the the events. Uh, next is South Dakota. And Clint is contemplating what, what could have happened to Reed and Sue um, of the Fantastic Four. And we see the the symbiote off in the distance, the Venom symbiote. So not going to get into the backstory of the Venom symbiote, but it's a, no. it's a Spider-Man villain that is basically an alien. this alien goo yeah. um, that clings to things and, and takes kind of like control or shares the body with, with something It's else. a parasite. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of takes over a little bit. Takes most control. <laughs> but Logan's like, well, maybe they'll come back and save the world. Like, he's saying it sarcastically. And Hawkeye's like, yeah, a little late for that, isn't it? Because like, the world's is garbage. Yeah, and then, and then we get... get a great shot. Go ahead. <laughs> of Mount Rushmore. Uh, an additional Mount Rushmore. Yep. Because it is the Red Skull. Has been carved in as the fifth head on Mount Rushmore. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we recently had a president at the very least joke about putting himself on Mount Rushmore. So the Red, Red Skull actually went ahead and Yeah, I kind it. of would have expected Mr. Garrison to be up there. Oh, Mr. Garrison, for sure. I'd I, put myself on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Mr. Garrison was our last president. I know, that's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who else you thought I was talking about. And we all call him Mr. Garrison. We don't call oh, yeah. him Herbert no, Garrison. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's Mr. Garrison. Yeah. Yeah. They stop to eat in Des Moines, Iowa, as you do. As Why you wouldn't do. you? Um, at a bar <laughs> called Millar's. So this is apparently Mark Millar's place. It looks like it's got a big slop silo in the back, but it's got a satellite dish. So they're eating and Logan kind of reaches out to him. He's like, do you want to talk about Ashley? And and he's like, I'm, I'm just, I feel like I screwed up. Like, how did I allow her to turn out to be a villain like how did this happen Clint's like well at least you're still you're acting a little more like yourself and he's like that's what I'm afraid of right Um, and we we kind of get a couple flashback panels as well yeah but then Logan basically starts breaking down like he starts crying like he's just like I I made this life for myself 
I love my kids. I love my wife. I don't want to go back to being Wolverine. Right. So Hawkeye's like, ah, it's fine. I've been, I like he. I think he realizes like, okay, I, 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 I'm just teasing you. I understand. And these roughnecks are kind of like basically calling him gay, I think is the idea here, right? They're like, oh, well, excuse us, ladies. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's funny that I completely Cause, missed Because, like, Hawkeye, like, kind of hugs him. Because <laughs> Hawkeye hugs him, and he's like, it's right. like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't mean it. I'm just teasing you. Oh, um, excuse us, ladies. I didn't realize it was like, what, ladies night? Is that what he was going to say? Yeah, I something assume. like that. Yeah. And Logan Ugh. flips out, and he, like, puts the... The, his fist up against the guy's chin and he's like go ahead bub just try to make a joke it's that very like go ahead it, it basically might might say go make ahead bub, make my day <laughs> like yeah, yeah exactly clint eastwood again i'm just saying so hawkeye is like logan stop and logan realizes that he storms out of the bar and he's all upset and hawkeye's like what did they do to you and logan's like fine i'll tell you and that's the end of chapter four yeah it's kind of exciting because yeah. now we get we get to we get to find out what's what actually what actually went down. I feel like he was literally having like a, a like a almost like a panic attack at that point and just like snapped. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like it's just kind of sad because you mm-hmm. you know it's just that hard for him. So chapter five, chapter five. We have on the cover. Is that is that Sabretooth? Yeah, Sabretooth, so Omega Red, Lady Deathstrike. It's it's okay. Wolverine's main villain. Yeah, and he he's being like attacked and brought down. Like he's overpowered at this point, and that that's kind of um. Actually, I feel like that's a that's a good that's a good way of of saying it. He's overpowered, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how he's feeling throughout this this story. So that's that's what we start with here, and it, it's a good metaphor for what's going on. So the story starts and we go into it of what happened to Wolverine 50 years ago. So uh, we start off at the X-Mansion and Ho- Logan's telling the story and uh, Jubilee is at the control monitor and Jubilee is one of the young X-Men. It's one of the X-Men that Logan kind of takes under his wing. Yeah. It's almost like an uncle, niece, uh, father, like daughter, a daughter relationship. Yeah. And there's distress calls everywhere. And Jubilee's like, yeah, the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, everyone's shield. Everyone has a distress call. Like, what's going on? And Logan kind of senses something because he's got that smell. He's got like a, you know, that sense. And he's like, we've got to get out of here. animal sense, yeah. But before they can do anything, there's an explosion that occurs, blasts the wall. Wolverine kind of moves some stuff away and Jubilee's dead. She's got like a piece of wood going through her head. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. And then a host of villains walk in. They're led by a silver samurai who's one of Wolverine's old foes from Japan. But then we and... have different villains together, as you were saying before. Right. There's just a host of villains. And Wolverine, as he's wont to do, snicks out his uh, claws and he starts going to town and he starts battling the villains. And... They basically kind of taunt him with like, you know, how long was it going to take? It was only a matter of time before somebody organized us. And you see the villains like busting through the rest of the X-Mansion where all the X-Men live. And Wolverine starts like, Especially all the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. So they're going to go after the kids. Are they going to kill the kids? So then you see Kitty Pride is there and she's like, get out of the tunnel. Like evacuate. We've trained for this. At the, in the meantime, Logan Wolverine is just chopping through these villains oh yeah he's like Um, annihilating them and he's shouting 
Cyclops, Storm, you know, the rest of the X-Men. Where the hell is everybody? Like, why isn't, any, why isn't everybody helping me? Yes. Um, as he just goes off and these, these two kids are there and he's telling them, like, get out of here, get out of here. Where is everybody? And the kids are like, we don't know. The alarms went off and they vanished. They're missing. We don't know where they are. And he's like, well, just leave and don't look back. And it's just panel after panel after panel. Oh, um, blood very board. detailed artwork of just Wolverine stabbing through all of these villains and just mm-hmm. murdering them. Do it's, you want to tell it? It's violent. It's very, it's very gory. And by the end, yeah, he, he has what the, who was his last one? He says that Bullseye was the last to die. And as as he's killing him, you're supposed to be our friend comes out of his mouth. Bullseye says, like, why are you doing this? And it confuses him. And then what we see is that he killed, or what who's in his arms, not Bullseye, but Jubilee. And what we find out is that Mysterio is actually in the room. And he goes, thank you for doing the job for us. And then we get a whole, uh, just like a whole page of um, all of the all of the fallen X Men. Yeah, we're just just slashed and bloody and dead everywhere. And and Wolverine is just looking on in sheer horror because he killed his family, basically. Um, yes. And so Mysterio is a Spider Man villain who is like the master of illusion. He's just like a stunt Hollywood illusionist, basically. Right. He makes yes. like tech, you know, special effects and shit, but. He figured out a way to make an illusion because the way that Spider-Man always takes down Mysterio is that he has spider sense. And yep. he can So he's sense, able to like sense through it. Right. Sense what's real and what's fake. Logan's sense is it's biological. It's by smell. So they found Mysterio found a way to make them smell like the villains. Mm-hmm. So Logan had no idea. That it, that it was the villains. And it was like the perfect just switcheroo of like, well, we can't kill the X-Men. We'll have one of the X-Men do it for us. And it's... Exactly. That's, that's the tragic backstory of, of this. I do like that Mysterio is kind of like, did you really think that you... You, you just killed how, 30 you, villains. So like, quickly. So like quickly. How, like, how good do you really think you are that you were able to do that? So it uh, it cuts back after this and... You just see like this devastated Wolverine, or devastated Logan. I had no idea. I didn't, you know, realize that I was doing it. And he and he tells that for the next hours, he's like, it could have been days, it could have been weeks. He has no idea. He just wandered through the woods, mm-hmm. sobbing his eyes out and just going and going and going. He had no idea that there was a battle in Vegas. He had no idea that there was a showdown that happened. He just wanted to die, but he couldn't. He can't kill himself. He he heals. No matter what happens to him. Mm-hmm. So he finds some train tracks and he gets in front of the train and he puts his head on the train tracks and waits for the train to come. And ultimately he kills Wolverine. Yeah. So like Hawkeye's like, well, that wouldn't have killed you. And he's like, no, but it, maybe it was enough. Maybe hurting was enough to kill the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So that, for, and that's why he's like, I. I've killed the Wolverine, and that's why the the claws will never come back. Very sad. Very sad story. Oh, it, it is. It's it's very heavy. It's it's very dark. It's it's and kind of a, it's kind of a tough one. Oh, very graphic. Yes, but 
I, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, hard to imagine, because he just brutally murders his entire family and friends. But they decide they've got to keep going, but now at least Hawkeye understands why Logan won't do it. So the next stop they make is at Dwight's Toll, and it's just this little kid... <laughs> This little kid that has found Ant-Man's helmet. Yep. Yep. Uh, so Ant-Man, one of the heroes, he has a helmet that controls ants or can at least kind of like guide ants to help him do what he wants. Yep. And Dwight makes you pay 80 cents to cross the river or he's going to stick some ants on him. So they pay the 80 cents. And I, even Logan's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, like this is stupid. <laughs> and Hawkeye's like, it's worth it. Trust me. And it's because mm-hmm. he can. He can sick these ants to kill you if you won't right. pay his toll. Oh, yeah. They, they even show the, the, the pile of skeletons underneath the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Very, very Mad Max world-ish to, like, have, yep. like, that kind of thing. To have a um, child be doing something like that. So then they're, they're in Doomshead, Illinois, so they're getting closer. A little bit greener on the other side of the Mississippi River. It uh, is, you yes. Noticed. Just a little bit greener. Hawkeye kind of apologizes to him. Like, I, he didn't mean to, he wouldn't have made fun of him or anything, and... If he wouldn't have sent me, you know, if he would have known. Um, but before anything can happen further, we the last shot of Chapter 5 is a T-Rex that has been assumed by the Venom symbiote. Yep. And it is chasing them down. It's it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, uh, I thought, I think it'll be fun if Steve draws this. Like, that's where <laughs> Yeah, it is. From. He's like, what else can I do with these dinosaurs? <laughs> and we get into chapter six. Mm-hmm. Chapter six's cover, we have what looks like a very, very angry Wolverine with smoking bullet holes just um, riddled in his face. That's that's about it. I mean, it's they're still smoking. Uh, it, the blood is very red. Everything else is very muted, so it's, it's it sticks out very um, harshly against the page. The start is the Venom T-Rex is chasing them down. And Hawk is like, what's going on? He's like, it's a T-Rex with Venom's face on it. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, just... all he can feel is the booming run right. of the T-Rex. So Logan's like, just, well, fire on him, do something. So Hawkeye's firing on him and we get this shot from somewhere else. It's even says like elsewhere. And it's this blonde lady in all white and a bunch of shrouded figures. And they're watching monitors mm-hmm. And the lady's like, and I'm going to do the affected accent of this character because I believe this is how she talks with a fake British accent. Like, if you drink it, that's Hawkeye. I would recognize him anywhere. And that, and and they're both being, and that's Logan. They're both being chased by that thing that always annoyed Spider-Man. Send Black Bolt. And Logan's like, did you get it? Did you get it? And Hawkeye's like, I'm blind. You tell me. So, like, oh, as yeah. they're just trying to get away, this uh, old man, dressed all in black, is just standing in their way. And Logan's like, what the hell? And, like, And he tries flips, not to hit him. Yeah. Tries not to hit him, flips the spider buggy, and um, the old man just goes, stop. And uh, well, he just, like, takes Because Black Bolt is an inhuman. He's the king of the inhumans, or was. We don't know what happened to him here. And his power is that he creates gigantic vibrations with his voice so if he even does a whisper he can like take out a city block Mm -hmm. so he's really not supposed to talk so they're like what the hell's going on what is this and before they can do anything they get transported to the forbidden quarter 
And I'd like to think, Rachel, that the Forbidden Quarter is like this 1970s future um, looking place. It does kind of do that. And she's even got a weird outfit that would make me think the same thing. Because we're in this, it's basically like the land of the mutants. Mm -hmm. And we are greeted by Emma Frost. And Emma Frost is one of the X-Men, but she's always been like kind of a more morally ambiguous X-Man. Yeah, really. Yes. She's more self driven mm-hmm. than altruistic right um, but we we do learn some stuff um and, and and her power is basically she's a telepath she's a psychic yes, she's a psychic so she's even saying logan's like how do you still look like you because emma's always been looked like a buxom blonde like she's just oh, supposed yeah. to be like a big smoke show and you don't even know if she's really a smoke show because oh, she yeah, even says right. it here she's like i'm making you look you're like, you're seeing what I want you to see. Like, I don't look like this. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's 50 I years old. I could be an extraordinarily old woman. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so Hawkeye does not like Emma. Like, you could tell she, he is not a fan. Right. And he's like, you owe me 100 or 600 bucks for that car. And mm-hmm. this is where we find out how he got the spider buggy. Do you remember how right. he got it, Rach? You know, playing cards with, uh, who was it? I think it, it, it's the Mandarin. Oh, and he, the Mandarin. And he was cheating. And yeah, he, he was, was cheating. cheating at cards with the Mandarin. <laughs> and that's how he got the, the spider buggy. Emma, Which I think like, that's kind of in character. I kind of could see that. Oh, absolutely. He, absolutely. Because <laughs> he's a smuggler. He's, he's your Han Solo at this point. Yeah, so he's mm-hmm. definitely... And Emma basically says, like, the technicians are going to fix the spider buggy. Don't worry about it. So they're, like, fixing them clothes. They're probably getting them something to eat. They're just kind of, like, hanging out. And Emma's explaining, this is the refuge for the mutants. And she's like, I don't even think that they're... I think that we might just be a genetic anomaly. Like, there hasn't been another mutant born in 40 years. So, like, this is all we've got. Right. And Clint, being Clint, is, like... Oh, boo fucking who. He's mad at her because he made a deal to marry her husband, which they don't really ever name. And she's like, I do what I had to do to like save the mutants. I, I, I think it's pretty obvious who her husband is. On the next page it is. Um, mm-hmm. Because they're in Doom's lair. So I think she made a deal to marry Doom in exchange for Doom basically be, being um, like bringing in the mutants as refugees. Right, exactly. Exactly. Which, I mean, that's very in character with both Emma and Dr. Doom. It really is. So that that one worked out pretty well. <laughs> like, doc, if, Dr. Doom is full of himself and thinks... If, if Dr. Doom could have sex with himself, he would. Like, if he could clone <laughs> himself, yeah, would, that's what it would be. I, I got to the scene, and spoiler alert for season two of The Boys... But I got to that scene where Homelander, the guy's like, do you just want to have sex with yourself? That would, Dr. Doom would be like, yeah, let's, yeah, absolutely. Because who else mm-hmm. is going to live up to Doom? But in second place, Emma Frost? Yeah, why not? This right. Buxy, this busty blonde? Like, exactly. yeah, of course. And all I got to do is let the mutants stay in. I assume this is like Chicago. It looks kind of like Chicago. I think that's where they are. Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling it's it's his main area is Chicago. And I mean, like, but, what's what's the problem with that? He gets to, then they are under him. They He still has control of people. He still right. has the that's power he That's all he, he cares wants. about. So that's who cares? all he cares about. Emma basically says she knows what's in the box. 
Mm -hmm. she knows what they're transporting and hawkeye and i I assume it's because of her psychic abilities yeah absolutely of course because she does not play by the the xavier rules of like only read people's minds when you need to she doesn't give a fuck she just does what she wants and hawkeye's like she might not have control full control of that either it might just come to her she might it's just like up it's just there yeah i i got it because i'm i'm that powerful i just i just get to have it Mm mm-hmm um, and Hawkeye's like, well, keep your mouth shut, skink. Like, she calls her a skink. <laughs> it's awful. And this is where they're bringing the spider buggy out so that they can be on their way. And Emma's like, did you finally find peace, Logan? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, you're the mind reader. And she's like, then congratulations. She knows you did find peace. You did. You found what you wanted. You found what you wanted. And they leave and we see Dr. Doom. So... I'll have, I have another question about this. Rachel. And he just lets them go. Yeah. He lets them go. So does he let them go? One of, one of two, re- one of three reasons I can think of. Mm-hmm. One, he also knows what's in the box. And if he also knows what's in the box, maybe he's like, I'm through with this villain shit, especially knowing like what, how, what Dr. Doom wants. I mean, Dr. Doom yeah. wants to rule the world. I was going to so say, and he only has Chicago. <laughs> he has the Midwest. He has New Orleans. What else does he want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, fight for that presidency. I agree, but I think it's because it was somebody else's idea. I know. I know. We, we'll, um, get to, we'll get more information on that, but. Or, and then the second idea thing is. Mm-hmm. Does he, is he old and lazy? And he's just like, I, I can't do it anymore. And like, th- there they go. Not even, like I, not even worth it. Yeah. Because he might is, see them as just old too and be like, it's not worth it. Right. Or is the third option, he knows Emma would kill him. I, I, I'm going to go with number you, three. <laughs> well, because you know that if push comes to shove, the rest of the people in the rest of the mutants are going to back Emma, not him. Right. Well, that's, I think that's also Hawkeye's point too. You have Black Bolt and all yeah. he has to do is whisper. Right. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the idea as well. Emma had him, So I'm just, I'm just going to let them pass through because Emma wants that. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, what it is. So uh, they continue their driving. Logan asks him, what is it? And he's like, it's not. He, and Hawkeye won't tell him. He's like, it's not drugs? And he's like, I said, mind your damn business. Right. Um, and, they end up at, and they end up at Pym Falls, Connecticut. And he's like, okay, we're getting there. We're getting pretty close. And at this point, the weather has completely changed. So it's snowing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a totally different like vibe. And it's called Pym. And they've got the, they've got the roof on the spire buggy up even. And it's right. called Pym Falls because we get a big two-shot of Hank Pym, who was Ant-Man slash Giant-Man. His skeleton is just on the road. Which I guess... Do as Giant-Man. No, it's not yeah. It's not like as his, giant his man. small yeah. body. It's as Giant-Man. Yeah. But there are trees and stuff. Like, it's winter, but there's, like, evergreens all over the place. So, oh, like, yeah, this sure. part of the country is being upkept a bit. Yeah. That's true. I mean, this is more, more kept kept together i suppose i also and that whether that's made... like nature just trying to to keep keep hold of yeah. everything or if it's them actually know. taking care of it so are we to believe that they just couldn't move hank pym's body because it's so big i'm gonna say that's yes 
Okay. It would just stink, though, right? It would it had to have smelled for years. For year, years, unless I mean, they, maybe yeah. maybe they just moved part of the carcass and stuff, and maybe the bones are just way too heavy to move. Well, because they even like he's like on the highway, so there's like mm-hmm. there's a hole in his head that's like a tunnel. Well, is it the head or is it just under his neck? No, there's two. The the oh, one no, crosses under, under the neck, right. and then the other oh, one is in the yeah. head. And the other one kind of goes through his um, like his hips, maybe. <laughs> yeah it's goofy it's a big oh yeah there is a hole in his head i see it now okay <laughs> at the top of his head okay mm-hmm. oh, um so they finally entered new babylon and it, it's dc but it's dc like built up almost to look kind of like new york mm-hmm. um and it looks like an 80s dystopian city like you can you can hear the synthesizer looking at this this page Again, a lot of detail in this page, but there's like a giant red skull statue and he's holding all the Avengers in his hand. Yes. And, Very big um, brother. There's there's even a sign that says always watching you. Right. There's stormtroopers walking around everywhere. Believe in the genius of the president. Work family hate. Love with force. A lot of, uh, a lot of propaganda. And the streets are super busy. There's like people walking around everywhere. And this is where Hawkeye does the, um, he pulls a, he pulls a uh, Roger the alien and he's like, Logan, I haven't been completely honest with you. (laughs) And he tells him that this was not really a drug running thing. That was just a cover story. Right. And Logan's like, I swear to God, if you're ripping me off after all of this. (laughs) And he's like, no, you'll get your money. Don't worry about it. And they part the buggy. You can tell that the city's kind of gross. Like, there's somebody soliciting a prostitute, I think. Yeah, I can't pretty sure. really tell what's going on there, but something like that. But, like, there's drugs and there's crime and the city's just kind of filthy. He tells Hogan... Lo- I keep saying Hogan. <laughs> you can call him Hogan because it's Hawkeye and Logan. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Hawkeye and Logan, Hogan, our buddy comedy. <laughs> Oh, he tells Logan not to worry that they're the guys are meeting. They have more money that they than they want to deal with. So they go into this back alley place and they go into like this seedy like club looking at mm-hmm. people like playing cards and shit. And he's uh, like, hey, is the fat guy here? And there's this sleazy looking character in like this white suit um, named Tobias. And it, they, he almost has a Hitler mustache. He's got kind of a Hitler mustache going on, yeah. I can't Gross. tell if it's just too skinny of a mustache, but he definitely looks like fat Hitler. <laughs> I think he. I think that's the idea. I really do. Now I'm looking at it because, oh my god, yeah, it's just fat Hitler. Okay. Fat Hitler would be an excellent <laughs> Adult Swim cartoon. If anyone out there wants to make a fat Hitler. Cartoon. I like this idea as well. Oh, I have eaten too many milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He was a I vegetarian. Was, I was like, I was imagining that one where the kid has Adolf Hitler as his like imaginary friend, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, and it's just that Hitler, but he's fat, and then yeah, it's no, it's it's set in a world where. <laughs> Hitler is still, I'm still the floor, I am just, I have, I cannot get up the stairs. And. Oh my God. But I can't. The, 
No, no offense to our German speaking audience. I am doing a bad accent because Hitler was a bad man and he deserves oh, no good person. German Absolutely. accent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Call him fat and stupid. It's totally yes, fine. It, if, <laughs> if any of you out there want to make a fat Hitler cartoon, you have to give us at least some sort of inspired by credit on that. Please. <laughs> so anyway, this is all getting cut out. So anyway. Part of it. <laughs> We're just like, no, it's not. This is gold. Um, Most of it's staying. <laughs> this is, I don't, at the end of this season, if, you know, the Belch Brigade, between the Belch Brigade movie and the Fat Hitler <laughs> cartoon, Hitler. we is are that, getting. Is that, okay, wait. Parallel world. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna shove these oh, universes wait. together. Is Fat Hitler a villain in the Belch Brigade world? Yes. <laughs> yes. Write it, stamp it, complete it. Yep, okay. Well, that's a t-shirt. Fat Hitler is a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know who's wearing it. <laughs> so, so anyway, I don't even know who the heroes of this, of the Fat Hitler show. I mean, I guess there are no heroes. He's just, it's like a very meta television show. So anyway... Okay. What we find out is they open up the package and it's not drugs. What it is is 99 vials of super soldier serum. Super soldier serum, of course, being the serum, the, the formula that made Steve Rogers. And it it's the, it's the ultimate street-level MacGuffin in a lot of mm-hmm. Marvel comics is everyone wants to recreate the super soldier serum and it only worked once. Right. Really? Well... Um, I don't think the the president would like to hear you say that one. Oh, uh, yes. My apologies to the president. (laughs) Not the real president, the president in the book. Um, (laughs) I have to, you never, you never know. Um, Maybe he tried it too. (laughs) Um, So Logan is like, what is this? And Hawkeye's like, yeah, we are going to remake the Avengers. The, there's basically this idea that there's this like rebel alliance. Tobias is, is fronting a super team. They have contacts on the West Coast, and they told him, take the super serum here, and mm-hmm. they're going to start a new Avengers team. The villains are all dead. They're lazy. They don't like each other. Right. Now's the time. Hawkeye is basically like, but there's still something I need to negotiate. And they're like, what is it? And he's like, I want a spot on the team. Mm-hmm. He wants to be an Avenger. Yeah, Again. he still has that spark in him. And they're all like, is this a joke? And he's like, Red Skull killed my friends. When this goes down, I want a piece of them. Otherwise, the deal's off. And he's they're kind of like, well, once an Avenger, always an Avenger. Right. And they're like, it's a deal. And Hawkeye is thrilled because he's like, this is great. I've never, nobody's had any faith in me in so long. Um, but Logan notices that they're kind of raising this gun behind him. And before anything can happen, they just shoot the shit out of Logan. Oh, um, blast him. It's like a blast him away. A million bullets. Mm-hmm. And before Hawkeye can react, Tobias takes out a pistol and shoots Hawkeye in the chest. And it's revealed that this group were undercover S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Uh, Shield, S.H.I.E.L.D. is normally a good group, but apparently it's been assumed by consumed by the the villains to become villainous and they're like you just walked right into a sting operation there is no super team there is no rebel alliance you really think that the president just wouldn't know everything that's going down 
and Hawkeye's basically kind of gives them like a big fuck you. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that fuck you isn't one of the lines in this. He's no, basically he like, just spit at them. Yeah, I just, just I, I would have loved like, to have seen that. Do whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to beg for my life or anything like that. He's like, do your worst. And Tobias is like, okay, and shoots him in the head. Yep. And kills Hawkeye. And that's the end of chapter six. It's a uh, a good turn. You probably can see the turn coming a bit if you know these type of like dystopian stories, like Total Recall or the Philadelphia Experiment, even. But it's um it's still a good turn. It is. It is. It is a good turn. Yeah. And we go on to chapter seven. No, I I like this cover art. It's the Red Skull wearing Captain Mary's costume, and I it's it's very fitting. The background is just black and it's it's just he's it's so contrasted that there's like just extreme brights and extreme darks i just i really like how this one actually turns out a person of evil wearing a a man of good it's costume right and regardless of what you feel about america or not for our foreign listeners or even our american listeners captain america is supposed to represent the best of what the ideals of the United States is supposed to represent. He is, he is not partisan. He is supposed to be this humble, hardworking hero. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea of the red skull, a fascist bigot monster Nazi is wearing his uniform is the ultimate disgrace. Right. Um, And that continues in this issue. So we start off in chapter seven again with another flashback to the 50 years before, and you see the end of the superhero battle, basically. It's in DC, the Capitol building is on fire, there's just ruins everywhere, and the Red Skull is standing there, and I won't try to do the Johann Schmidt voice, but I will do my best, because he says... What are you whispering, Captain? And Captain America. At this time, it's Bucky. It's it's the Bucky outfit. Um, but mm-hmm. it could be Steve. It could be Bucky. It could be Sam. It, it's just it's Captain America. What are you whispering, Captain? Is that a prayer? Well, there's no God here today. Just me. And he goes on and he gives this this speech, basically just taunting Captain America. Yeah, and Cap's and crying. Cap's crying. And he's like, we're going to divide up the country and guess who gets the White House. And Cap cries and he goes, who would want the rest of the world? So I guess that means the rest of the world is like gone, basically. It, it must. Like, do you think they had other villains take like care of everybody else? Like, Or they shot off nukes or something or like oh, something happened. They just kind of torched the rest of the world, which could explain why Doom would be pissed off because he is a yeah. proud Eastern European Latvian sure. um, dictator. Mm-hmm. So Skull kills Captain by pressing his... He oberns him. Spoiler alert. He takes his <laughs> thumb wow. and, just, and crushes his head. Yep. And uh, we get to the new White House, which is complete with Nazi symbolism everywhere. And it it looks like something that would be in the Reich. And then there is um, this trophy room. And you see Red Skull standing there. He's got Captain America's mask on. Because again, 
he's he wants to basically disgrace his um his enemies his foes but he's yeah. got trophies of all the heroes so i think he collects these as time passes as they find i'd imagine absolutely yeah like i don't know if he had it all like he definitely grabbed the sh- like the shield is his prize possession that's why it's at the top right yeah um this would be the shield we'd have to get in this world i don't know how we're gonna get it but like maybe we could make a heist we'll movie where yeah. folks at home write a, <laughs> a heist movie where shelf life goes into the red skulls white house to steal the captain america shield for my wall instead sh- sounds sounds about right can i um i'll take uh i'll take iron man's suit yeah that'd be kind of yeah fun. i mean obviously the iron man suit <laughs> a good one there's a uh, maybe nova's Thor's helmet. hat you know yeah. yeah, there's like an old cap shield. Maybe oh, Spider-Man's yeah. mask. I don't know. Oh yeah, something. that could be fun. Uh, Strange's his uh, cloak could be. Oh, like, Strange's nice. cloak. You know, yeah. it's sentient. Did he have so. to kill the cloak? Like, what happened? There? You must have, right? <laughs> or does it just not do anything now because uh, Strange is gone? So, so it, here's it, it, my the... other question. <laughs> um, because he's got Hulk's pants in there, I think. So did Hulk give him those pants? Where do you see the Hulk pants? So in, oh, they uh... are Hulk pants. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Interesting. No, he must have just stolen them. There's no way he would have given them to him. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my question is, because Red Skull usually does wear this big black leather coat thing too, mm-hmm. but does he put the Captain America suit on all the time? <laughs> or does he only put it on for special occasions? Is it a Superman thing where he can just rip his shirt open and he's got the Captain America on? Well, because, like, he's getting a new reward. Like, he knows they're bringing in Hawkeye. So is he like, mm-hmm. as I'm dressing up for my enemies to see Hawkeye dead will see me as Captain America? No, or does he just... He... I think he just walks around the White House with this on. I don't okay. think he plans on it when people come over. I think it's just like, no, nah, I just like to have it on, you know. This is because he does here. say, um, "My wife thinks I'm morbid Heinz." The ancients yeah. wore the skins of their enemies, right? So, like, he's like, "This is the same. This is this is this is the way I do it. I won't wear his well, skin. I'll wear his. Well, this is this is his skin in a sense. Oh, well, he's. I mean, he's perverted. It's crazy. He's, he's per- more perverted than Hulk. Just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would go that far, but you know. Well, he's still a pervert. Yeah. He's not a sex pervert that we know of. He's just a pervert. Um. So he brings them in, and they brought Logan and Hawkeye, and these guys are too young to know who Wolverine is. It's not like they would recognize him. He's just a guy, right? So they bring them both in in body bags. Oh, yeah, like they say, like, he comes to the trophy room to make decisions. I don't know what decision he was going to make, but he was coming in here to, like, think or something. So Tobias walks into the Mm -hmm. room. He's basically like, they really thought the super soldier serum is what had everyone excited, and they're like, well, the Captain Captain America rising from the dead is is like a myth. Right. To many Americans. Like, the idea of Captain America coming back to save the world is a, is a myth. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not coming back this time, Tobias. And they're, and they're like, you know, I can't believe that you want Hawkeye as part of your trophy room. And um, I had to look this word up because Skull says, It would seem churlish now not to stack him with the Parkers and the Starks. Uh, so I looked up the word churlish, but if you Google churlish... 
you get where the definition in, is uh, Merriam-Webster's. It's a word that means kind of like uncouth, okay. surly. It uh, the the dictionary gives you a picture of Donald Trump. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you? <gasps> I did. I didn't look it up that that's way. Fucking just, that's, hilarious. That's what happens when He's you. He's Oh, I. That's it. That's did that's you, my new word like, now. Yeah. So if you Google that, that's. I, I gotta you, do it. Hold on. I'm not making a comment one way or another. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, that's what you get. That's what happens. I'm not, I wasn't kidding. Webster. Oh my God, does he know about this? I don't, I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything politically one way or another. I'm just going to say I don't see Donald Trump using the word churlish. Oh no. So I don't see him Googling it. That's, that's actually, well, unless somebody says it to him. Somebody Google that. that... <laughs> Someone Google that, please. <laughs> So Skull asks Tobias, like, how many more would-be heroes are out there? And Tobias is like, not any that we can't handle. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, you've done well. Take the money that you were going to give to um, Hawkeye. to Hawkeye and use it for yourself for some fun. Mm-hmm. The other henchman is kind of like, there's something wrong with this other guy. And Skull's like, yeah, you sh- shot him. And he's like, no, 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 there's something wrong with the wounds. They're disappearing. Now, I... I, I I like this book, but I think that they missed a an opportunity here. They missed an opportunity for Skull to walk over and go, "You idiot! It's Wolverine!" And and yes. as he's saying it, oh, that's that would be such a villain thing to do. Yeah, like you idiot! You brought Wolverine here. Yes, even though they all know that he went pacifist like you still wouldn't want Wolverine yeah you'd to still up. be kind of wary i would be wary you know you just um, eh, you never know <laughs> what happens what happens is that is still fine he's like the wounds are disappearing and as he's saying it he gets kicked in the crotch yep <laughs> by logan who has an antimanium skeleton so i assume a kick to the crotch would hurt like hell Ooh, that's a good point so then we get he punches a couple of people he hits tobias over the head with a chair and then he turns his attention to Skull, and Skull is like, I thought you walked the path of the righteous, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Is it because we killed Hawkeye? And the two of them start to fight. Yep. And you get a good fist fight between Red Skull and Logan. It's brutal. And they're just going back and forth. They're punching each other. Breaking everything. Um, Red Skull keeps throwing Logan into a bunch of uh, the trophy cases, and he's like, you're out of shape. You can't do anything. Oh, and then he locks them. Into the trophy room, the two of them. Yeah, right, because he wants to take out Wolverine. Like, what a trophy to have, the the, the Logan skeleton. Oh, that would could be a you good imagine? Trophy. Oh, that would be a good trophy, yeah. I'll give him that yeah, one. So that he... is a good idea. <laughs> so he locks them in, and he decides that he's going to try to take them out. So he picks up the Black Knight, who is another Marvel hero, his sword, and he's like, you should have stayed in whatever hole that you were in and you would die in your bed. And as he goes to take and bring down the sword onto Logan's head, we get a shot of A hero Logan. shot. A hero shot because Logan is grabbed because when he got fell into the case, well, all the cases kind of fell mm-hmm. and he picks up the shield. The shield. And the, you get the clang of the sword against the shield. And... The, the sight of the shield being used against him freaks Skull out mm-hmm. because it always stops him. So Skull gets kind of pissed 
and Logan just starts going to fucking town. Yep. And to see the son of a bitch Red Skull get his ass kicked by the Captain America shield, he just keeps getting hit and hit and whacked and whacked. And he gets thrown in. And even Logan's like, stay down, you son of a bitch. Right. And, and he's just kicking his ass with the shield. And Logan has the shield raised high. And Skull is like, and, and it looks like he's going to like mm-hmm. kill him with it somehow. I don't know how he's going to do this. <laughs> and Skull's like, don't make me laugh. You haven't got the guts. And Logan take, takes him up oh. on his bluff. Uh, Rachel, would you like to explain what we get? Um, our third decapitation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lovely decapitation. Not that she's keeping count. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a third, isn't it? Um, I think so. Where the shield just goes right through his neck. Yeah. Just takes it yes. right off. Yeah. He takes his head off with the fucking Captain America shield. It's It's beautiful. It's a good shot. It's, it's actually a really, a it's a really way. cool shot, though, of uh, of it happening. <laughs> it's very gory, but that's what this book is. It's it, ultra it, violent. If you if you like ultra violence, you'd like you'd like this. Yeah. Very edgy, but very satisfying to see. Mm-hmm. So Logan's Logan's pissed. Logan has lost his you know well, pacifist not, ways. He's not getting he the money. Kill... <laughs> He needs that well, money for his family. Well, he what he does, is, so like, there's security outside, they're going to try to blow the doors down, and, and you can see Logan, if this was a live action thing, he'd be like, can't let down the kids, can't let down the kids. Like, he's like, looking all around the room, and he's like, I don't know what to do, I, I, gotta, be, I gotta find a way to get out of here, I gotta find oh, a way to yeah. get out of here. And he turns, and he sees... He's gotta save his family. The Iron Man armor is <sighs> on the ground. And Love it. we get a nice close-up of him like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's so, right. That, that'll do. <laughs> So these the Nazis blow down the door, and they're like, Mr. President, are you okay? And they see Logan wearing the Iron Man armor, and he just blows the shit out of oh, all these great. henchmen. Mm-hmm. Grabs um, the and money, and then just flies out of there. Yep, flies out of there. Uses the event, an Avengers protocol that Stark must have told them all to use if they needed. Mm-hmm. And he tells the computer, take me back to California. Luckily, it still and, works. You know, I mean, that's a that's a hell of a hell of a suit. Well, it's, it's Tony Stark. That's technology. true. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's advanced. It can work after fifty years of nobody using it. Right. Maybe maybe uh, maybe Skull took it out for a ride once in a while, oh, yeah, but he, he charges it, it up, work, right? Because yeah. like of uh, you know, because they because uh, the they skull. Can't, they can't break the firewalls <laughs> that Tony's got in there. He doesn't know the codes. Right. So we get some shots of him just flying across the country to get back. And and it's very satisfying. He's he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it back. He killed the president. He's changed the world. And he doesn't really give a shit. He just needs to get back to his family. Mm-hmm. So he gets just a little bit outside of Sacramento, like five hundred miles away, and the fuel gives out. And he's like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And um, but eventually the 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 armor gives up. Yep. And he crashes into the desert. And he decide he's just like, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. And he walks, and it takes him another 36 hours to walk back to the farm, but he gets there. Yes. And there's this old man waiting for him, and the old man has some news for Logan. Would you Mm -hmm. like to share the news? I like how you you make me give all, like, the worst... Oh, you're right. I'll give the bad bad news. I'll give the bad news. You got to say that he chopped Red Skull's head off. Yeah, so it's your turn. (laughs) All right, fine. Ugh. 
So old man Donovan is there and he's like, I've got the money. Tell the Hulk gang I got the money. We don't know. We, we will. We're fine. Yeah. We're fine for life. We, we think that there's a, it, it's a great moment. It's a, it's a powerful moment. And. But old man Donovan does have his hat off. He does look solemn. And he says, oh, Logan, the Hulk gang already been for their money. And he's like, we got two weeks left. What are you talking about? And he's like, they got bored. And you see the panel of his family has been butchered um, on the and floor left. of their farm. And just left there. And left for dead. And they're just in pools of blood. And Logan is just staring at them. And Donovan is trying to tell him, like, now, Logan, don't you go, don't you go doing nothing crazy. Don't you go hurting nobody. Because he is afraid that if Logan does something, they're going to take it out on everybody. And right. they're like, and he's like, Logan, you can't, you can't take them all on. They're, they're all hulks. Exactly. Like, and they're just going to take it out on us. Like, just give them a good, give them a good Christian burial now and just move on. And it zooms in on Logan's face and it, you get this change in the face. Mm-hmm. And the, the art conveys it because the eyebrows go up and you get this Wolverine like shot. And he says, I can't do the voice. I wish I could, but the name isn't Logan, Bob. And oh. then a two-page spread of the words "snicked." Oh yeah, which is the sound effect that is <laughs> oh, has accompanied Wolverine's uh, claws coming out for seventy years, mm-hmm. or fifty years, or whatever it's been. And the next shot is just a bloody hands of Logan, and it says, "It's Wolverine." And 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 the claws are out. And the claws are out. He's broken the vow because he's got nothing to live for anymore. Exactly. And now we go into the final chapter. <laughs> Which they changed, like, they changed the name. Is is that, like, a thing? Is there, it was, is it only supposed, was it supposed to stop there? Is that it? No, I, I feel like they just, they wanted to make a special comic for the last one. Okay. I, I think. Because, like, it goes from being part of the Wolverine run to, like, mm-hmm. a standalone comic. And I think that's all. Sometimes they do that to... So that they can charge four ninety nine for it instead of three four three ninety nine for it. Sure, yeah, whatever. But uh, the cover art for this one, and I, I think it's very telling of what is to come. It's called Giant Size Wolverine, Old Mag Logan, and it's it's Wolverine. No, it's not Logan. It's Wolverine, claws out, Hulk's dead, and um, fighting. Yeah, it's it's. It's it's very menacing with um, a giant Hulk coming out of like a, a hole, but you can tell Wolverine's back. Um, so we start with two of the Hulks are washing off in some watering hole, is what it says. It's uh-huh. just like a reservoir, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the ones complaining because Pappy Banner wouldn't let them eat Logan's kids. Yeah, because they eat them. Um, be- yeah, they eat them. They eat Apparently people. They they're eat cannibals. People. So they're not just... Um, in... Well, they're hulks. Uh, like, I don't know if they're human at this point. It's gross. They're meta-human, I guess. Well, at this point, they really are like a horror movie. Like the like the gross uh, hillbilly horror Most movie hilarious. of yeah. eating cannibalistic and incestuous. It's gross. It's just It's just gross. We do find out a couple things here. We find out that redheads taste like bacon. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought more like, I don't know, like pork. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, pork is bacon, so. Gross. I, mean, I guess that's, I guess that holds up. 
folks at home let us know <laughs> no, no don't, uh, don't ever let me know <laughs> <laughs> i will report you but then uh, we find out that the Hulks are into Jim Belushi movies. <laughs> Billy Bob found uh, a copy of Canine, so they're going to watch that later. Is that is that supposed to be a, a like a like a jab at Jim Belushi? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a jab at Jim Belushi that hillbillies or rednecks like his movies. Yeah, yeah I think that's the joke that like this is hillbilly humor. Figures. Like Mark Millar would think hillbillies like Jim Belushi because it's crap or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So. In one of the shots, one of these guys just goes down. Don't see him. Like, they're just standing back to back, and then, like, they're out of the frame. And, like, you can picture in your head the sound dropping out and just hearing, like, crickets. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Rufus, where'd you go? He turns around, and there's the second Hulk, and his body, there's parts It's just parts of him. Of him. It's so gross. But it's, like, yeah, uh, just body parts floating in the water. And Wolverine just shoots up out of the water and then the next shot is blood. Yep. So then the next scene is a few more Hulks, and they're at a bar, and they're talking about, you know, taken, they took the Game Boy, they took a doll, they, like, took trophies, basically. Mm-hmm. The one's eating an, an arm. I don't know where the hell he got that. The one's someone's arm. This? Bef- while they're bragging, the lights go out, and suddenly a window is broken, and then, like, one of them gets pulled down, the bartender and... turns a, a flashlight on. No, one of the Hulks turns a flashlight. Was on. it? I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh... Oh no, you're right. Never mind. I don't know where the bar. The bartender just gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Okay. So the, one of the Hulks turns on a flashlight. And what we're witnessing, folks, is a Wolverine Berserker mode. It's oh, what good it's what it's referred to in the comics. It's when he just decides to let the animal come out and go off the fucking handle. Mm-hmm. Best live action version of that is probably an X two. Which great, we'll get yeah. to one day. Yeah, it's cool. um, It's a great... It's, it really is one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever, <laughs> but we'll get to it one day. But they turn the flashlight on, and Logan has his claws just through the head of this Hulk. And there's this, like, blood coming out of his mouth. He must and have ripped his throat like, out. Yeah. Yeah. I Oh, is that what he did? I, I think he ripped his throat out. Uh, so then he so he kills them. And then the next scene is the scene where it contradicts the idea that they're at a they're at they, it's called Hef's mansion. So mm-hmm. it's clearly supposed to be like the Playboy mansion. But it's just a brothel. Yeah, it's a brothel. And uh the one the one Hulk's like, Well thank you very much, ma'am, and you just tell the girls so when they gross. regain consciousness. And there's all these there's all these babes like on this big bed <laughs> and they're all like passed out. So that makes me think that they can have sex with these women. Well, they, they just kind of. It, they might one. They might not be using full power, and two, it, they're incestuous uh, uh, children, so they may not, you know, have the biggest oh, members anymore. Teeny weeny. <laughs> you don't think it's that they've got a full? Guess. They, they don't have a not. full Hulk down there. No, because they got I, a because they're like half Hulk constantly. You know, like She-Hulk, she's like doesn't really go back to human, right? Does she ever go? Like, uh, could she switch? Not, no, not really. Not, not most of the time in the so, comics. So, I'm sure there's comics out there where she does. Sure, but... my my guess is with these guys, they're constantly in like a halfway state of being human. They're and always Hulk. Hulk. No, yeah. no, but they're I they're not think as strong as as they're not Banner. full Hulk, but they're like halfway there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're full Hulk, and I don't think they're full human. I think they're just, like, right in the middle. 
So maybe that's yeah. why they're able to, you know... They don't have a full Hulk down there, just a half a Hulk? <laughs> yes, they just have a half a Hulk, you know. I only was able to get about a half a Hulk. Oh, God, gross. I can't get, I can't get full Hulk going on. This never happens to me, ladies. Uh... I'm sorry, everyone. Listening. <laughs> um, it's gonna um, happen. But as they're as they're exiting, you kind of see like a fire has started outside. Yep. And the next frame, the next cell, is my favorite of the entire story. Yeah. It is Wolverine in a duster and a big ass cowboy hat covering his eyes. Claws are out and bloody. Mm-hmm. He's standing in front of the fantastic fantastic car, and he's just waiting for them to come out. Oh yeah. And it's just, it's the most badass shot of the entire book. Yep. And he kills them. So then we end up at the banner lair. Which, and the banner lair is a trailer trailer park. park. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you'd think that the Hulks would live in something better, but it's a trailer park with a cave. Yep. And, um. Which is apparently where Bruce lives. In the cave. (laughs) Bruce lives in the cave. They're kind of like, do you really think that Wolverine's going to come after us? And you see like a shadow of Banner and he's like, Oh, you bet your ass he's coming. And he's like got like a big grin on his face. Mm-hmm. Like and that was the plan all along. He flies, Wolverine flies the Fantastic Car into this trailer park, kills more Hulks. And you get one of the Hulks has been chained up to a bomb. I don't know how Wolverine learned this, but he's got him chained up to a bomb on the Fantastic Car. Um, a bomb is strapped to his mouth, mm-hmm. and he just blows up all the rest of the Hulks. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. And um, we, then we get Wolverine saying, no more talking. I'm just here to kill you people. And then just, and he just... gore. <laughs> uh, we get another decapitation. Oh, yeah. Number four He decapitates five. Yep. the mm-hmm. woman. Yep. He just starts... Yeah, page... It, it's a couple of pages of him just... Kill, 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 kill. Until we get to Bruce. Then he shouts into the into the cave for Banner. He's like, get out here now. And Banner has become this old-looking, skinny man. Yeah, kind of creepy. Um, he, looks cra- he looks crazy. Oh, he looks crazy, absolutely. And he tells him, like, you're going to wake the baby. Like, I can't do, like, a Weasley Banner. <laughs> yeah, I know. I th- you picture him being kind of like a Weasley voice at this point. Yeah, where he's like... Are they making that noise all the time, too? Like, mm, gross. gross. <laughs> Enjoy. That's not ASMR that I would <laughs> I just picture that. Like, that's that old man constantly licking his teeth and stuff. So he's like, yeah, so he's a shriveled old man. He starts to fight him. He missed this fight. He, lo- he loves it. He has the strength of the Hulk now in human form. I assume because he's embraced the Hulk because he's gone crazy now. Right, right. This is where we find out that he made it with his cousin. Yep, he reveals all of that as they um, as they fight. He picks up a dead cow. He tries to hit him with the dead cow. I don't cow think it's dead. Keeps... He's got like a pole through him. Oh, I guess, yeah. Never mind. You're right, uh, it's and a dead cow. Logan, Wolverine just rips the cow in half as it lands on him, which is ridiculously gory. I oh, think it's yeah. just so that Wolverine can be covered in blood for Probably. the next few shots. And Wolverine just eventually is like, just shut up, just shut up, just shut up. This isn't a joke. I'm gonna kill you. And he stabs Banner through the chest. And he says, that's for my wife and kids. And now the comic book gets weird again. If it hasn't been weird to this point, it gets (laughs) even fucking weirder. Yep. 
I, I this is my least even the incest part this is my least favorite line <sighs> of the book so Banner's like you idiot and punches him away and he's like you made me angry mm-hmm. which I, which is a which is a Hulk thing which that's is a Hulk fine line, but he always says you you won't like it when I'm angry right he says people piss themselves when I'm angry yeah I hate it I don't like that line. I hate it and he looks like this big disgusting shriveled thing I said he looks like a raisin that became sentient <laughs> that's yeah, I like it. Like or, pr- or like a prune. Yeah, it's very <laughs> prunish. Um, and the next shot is just a page shot of him grabbing Wolverine and chomping down on him. So he eats him. He eats Wolverine alive. And that's the end of the story. All right, see you guys later. Uh... <laughs> like and subscribe. Ew. Find our Patreon. <laughs> so... The next little bit is 12 hours pass, and we have the last Hulk shows up, and it's Billy Bob. Billy Bob shows up. He's one of uh, his grandsons, Bo's oldest boy, and he went He went to get those Jim Belushi movies, and he comes back, and everybody's dead. Yep. And uh, um, you get Banner, and he's just sitting there like, oh. Like, I just picture him <laughs> sitting there and just like, oh, God. Got, like, the meat sweats. Oh, I ate an entire Wolverine. <laughs> This is where Banner says, well, I don't really care that they're all dead because I've got this little baby Hulk. Right. And he's and he's perfect. He's little baby Bruce. And it's this, um, I don't know if anybody here has watched The Grinch, the live action Grinch. But if you look up the baby Grinch, who is a <laughs> creepy motherfucker, oh that's what God. baby Bruce looks like here. Yes. That's what the baby Hulk looks like. It does. It really does. That or like, I mean, I don't know. Folks at home, if you have a little, uh, if you have a baby, um, if you want to do baby Bruce for Halloween and hashtag shelf life in that, I would be, um, I'd be very excited if you did that. Just paint your baby green, put a blue shirt on him. I want to see some little baby Bruce's out there. Hashtag, like, at Mark Millar in it, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They'll just be like, what the hell? Like, just to see if they remember that they drew this little baby monster. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) this is where Banner is basically like, we can just go to the brothel and we'll just start this thing all over again. We got you, we got me, we got baby Bruce. We're good. Like, we'll just go find some chicks. Yep. And it's like, well, if you can get those chicks, why why the hell did you need Uh, She-Hulk? Idiot. So that's right. That's what I mean by Mark Millar putting stuff in the books for more of like a, isn't that edgy versus like, yeah. Why did you put something that contradicted it? Mm-hmm. One or the other. But anyway, so he's like, he's got the meat cramps. He's going to take a massive wolvy dump or something because he's got a stomach ache. Right. And but Billy Bob puts together like, well, why would you eat Wolverine? The Doesn't genius of the group. Powers? The genius yeah, like... of the group. <laughs> and Banner's like, oh, I guess he didn't think about that. Yeah, seriously. And he's like, the little runt and Wolverine busts through his belly and just slashes through the Hulk and just leaves him dead. Yep. Slashes him from the inside out. It's a gross image. I don't think it's as effective or cool as Mark Millar thinks it is. Yeah, I don't like it. 
it's kind of a like it's just gross. It does, it's not as it's not as satisfying to me as the Red Skull death. No, the Red Skull like, death I, was made, that was great. We did like, it. I thought this. I thought all of the Hulk deaths up to this one were very good. Yep. Um, I don't know what I I don't know if I have an alternative on it. I just don't think it's as good as the rest of the story. Sure. So then Logan demands the boots and the hat from Billy Bob, and Billy Bob's like, "You can take whatever you want. Just don't hurt uh, me and stay away from the baby." And Wolverine's like, Banner killed my family. Why would I not take his family? Exactly. Yep. An eye for an eye, pretty much. We cut to a month later, and Logan is paying respects to his family. Um, And so is, like, the rest of the town, yeah. And the rest of the town is there, yep. The rest of the town is there. They're basically like, you know, they, they got the toys back. They got something back for him, and... He's going to leave, and they're like, do you have to leave, Logan? And they're, he's like, I got nothing left here. Of course I'm going to leave. And um, the townspeople are all like, you can't do anything, Logan. It's not possible. You're going to die, Logan. After he did and, all of that, and they still don't believe in him. Well, I mean, the one person's like, are you gonna, you really going to bring down the, the, the monsters, Logan? you really right. bring back some law and order? And he's like, I got nothing better to do now. Right. Like, so my family's at least dead. I can try. And we find out that he's got baby Bruce. Yep. In, uh, strapped like to his back. <laughs> yeah. Strapped to his back. So he took baby Bruce and he's going to make baby Bruce. See, that, um, that's a good father baby uh, costume right there. You could be Wolverine and the baby oh, yes, can be uh, baby I Bruce. I want to see... <laughs> <laughs> Old man Logan's with baby Bruce cosplay. Please. Oh Hashtag shelf life. <sighs> or whatever it is. But the t- So he's like, yeah, the old man's like, you're going to get yourself killed. Right. You can't do this, Wolverine. You can't do it, Logan. And then. Uh, J- I guess JR is there. I was going to say. Oh my God. <laughs> but then he's like, hey, they killed me 50 years ago. Yep. And I just got better. He rides off into the sunset with baby Bruce on a horse to apparently go reform some sort of Avengers team. Yep. And that is the end of the book, and that is the end of Old Man Logan. Yeah. Rachel, the time has come. Does Old Man Logan have shelf life? Absolutely. I'm not even going to hesitate on that one. I, I really like Old Man Logan. I think it's great. I do I do um, think there are parts, like we were talking about, where it's like, uh, okay, that it's unnecessary, or like, okay, calm down a little bit. But it's, I like the concept, I like the story, and I like I like Wolverine, I like Logan, and it's just very entertaining to, to see an alternate universe where where all of this is happening. Yeah, for me, it I own the graphic novel, so it's on my shelf. Of course. Um, but uh, yeah, it has shelf life. It's a fun book. It's edgy, mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. Um, it's ultra-violent, for sure, so if that's not your thing. Um, but that's just Mark Millar's way. But it's a fun world. It's a very fast read. It's a fun read. It's a gory read. And it's it's just an it's an interesting world. It's it's cool to see world building and right. like just the eight issues that you get it yeah, in. Yeah, and, and like I was um, saying, you get that... You get the alternate reality that you get to kind of, like, play with and, and, and get to see what would happen. Yeah. No, it really is fun. There's a... I didn't watch it 
in preparation for reading the book because I, I want us to have like our own thoughts. But there's a um, there's a there's a fun YouTube channel where it's like a couple like a few people that like comic books, but one of them is like more of an expert on the comics, mm-hmm. and he basically tells you the story to like a couple of his friends. Um, it's called Back Issues. And they did Old Man Logan as like one of the episodes like a long time ago. And I think I've watched it a long time ago. Oh. And I remember like him telling the story and his friends always being like, no, what? <laughs> like, and it is like, but Rachel is and I are going to go through this saying that. But the first time you read it, you are like, the fuck just happened? Exactly. Like, it is crazy. If you saw it on our list as a, the part of the season, season one, and you read it beforehand, hopefully you had that experience. But if you haven't read a comic book, I'm not saying this is the place to start if you don't like ultraviolence or mm-hmm. you think that the gore is too much or you're not going to get all the Easter eggs, but it is a definitely a fun read and it could be a, a good way to start reading them because it is a solid story. It's succinct. It has no preconceived notion about it and it just kind of, it, it ends in a satisfying way. Yeah, it, it does um, stuff that you kind of don't expect. So it kind of kind of reels you in a little bit too. Right, and it's nice to see Logan get revenge for the heroes. It's a good ending with him riding off on the sunset. Mm-hmm. The only part that's questionable to me, other than the, the weird She-Hulk stuff and the spider buggy, no, no, <laughs> the spider buggy's fine. It's just a stupid thing that they decided, like, well, we could use that, is the fight with the Hulk. The actual fight with the Hulk right. I don't like. Yeah. But I really do like all the rest of the stuff in the book. We will eventually talk more about Old Man Logan because, of course, nothing in comics can just be a Mm one-off. So maybe we find out what happens next to Old Man Logan, or maybe that's just the end of his story. Yep. So maybe in your headcanon, Rachel, you take out the She-Hulk part or or something like Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. In my headcanon, or maybe in in somebody's headcanon out there, that's the end of Old Man Logan's story. Or you can piece together the puzzles of like, did he did he save the world? Did he find a new Captain America? Right. Um, was he able to make Ashley a hero? Did he go and get Ultron? Did Ultron become mm. a hero? Maybe we'll find out one day. I don't know. That'd be interesting. But well, spoiler alert: there are. I assumed there was going to be something comics. afterwards. I haven't read those, so. I have not gotten to them. I'm, I'm interested. I, I've only read the first volume, but we'll definitely get there if, uh, if they're needed. Sure. One thing to point out, Mark Millar, as I said, wrote some Fantastic Four comics for the Ultimate Universe. He wrote a lot of the Ultimate Universe. There is an issue in the Ultimate Universe where a hooded figure from the future comes. Okay. And he has a Hulk-like person with him named Bruce, and some other heroes, and, he, and they call themselves the New Defenders. And you find out that he doesn't go by Wolverine, he goes by the Hooded Man. That's and so the idea is like, oh, did, was this... And it actually come, It actually came out way before Old Man Logan, oh. so it's like, oh, was like this that like his I want to do this kind of story? Oh, maybe it and is. Like it became Old Man Logan. Oh, interesting. So anyway, that is that. But yeah, that's our first comic book. I have no idea how long that will, that, uh, will be, but hopefully that you all enjoyed that episode on old man logan it it makes the shelf it has some shelf life our first comic book in rachel any parting thoughts for the people it's just one of it's it's a good one it's it's one that i kind of go back to so and i'm excited to kind of go on to do more comic books as well so i I hope you guys enjoyed this one 
Uh, definitely. I think my sentiments exactly. All I can say is be sure to uh, check out Old Man Logan and uh, make sure to find any of those trinkets at uh, Hammer Falls oh, yeah. if you make it there. Definitely. And, uh, sign oh, yeah. And, uh, like and subscribe. Um, follow us on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. Um... Follow me on Tinder. Uh, follow... <laughs> But yeah, definitely. This I, I hope that this is something different compared to a lot of the podcasts out there that we would delve into comic books. So definitely give us some feedback on how this one went, and uh, we will do it regardless of the feedback. But we'll we'll keep going. Yep. <laughs> so shelf life rolls on. We continue our journey through culture on our next episode. I'm old man Kevin, and I'm old woman Rachel. I'm old woman Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just Rachel. Rachel's just Rachel. And this has been Shelf Life. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Steak!